This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they kick it trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in. That's on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Welcome to... The June 9th edition of One Nation Radio here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. I'm your host, Rich Ladder, of course, here with my co-host, James Boyd. James, what's going on, man? Not too much. Just got done watching Dominion. Um, wow. Lots of lots of things happened. Lots of things happened. And joining us today, uh, the our very own, the young boy, Josh Smith. What's up, man? <laughs> What's going on, guys? Uh, so glad to be back on uh, One Nation Radio, where I got my start in podcasting. Um, I actually don't think I've been on the show in years. Yeah. I, I don't think I've been on the show since I started doing uh, Keeping a Strong Style. So you could essentially say I've been on excursion, but I'm back home now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, man. We got so, a lot to talk so about. Are, are you happy and prepared to do, like, basically two back-to-back reviews of, of uh, Dominion? Yeah, I feel like I'm cheating on Jeremy right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Look, I, never mind. I don't Jer- wanna... Jeremy's going to get home and uh, see, like, that this is already uploaded. He's going to be like, what the <laughs> yeah man but um yeah we just watched uh finished watching dominion today it's still sunday and uh before we get you guys this of course there was that disaster in saudi arabia which we're not going to really be spending uh any time on so what disaster um, was anybody hurt pot yes there, there there were people hurt on that show um yeah. Oh, wow. They were actually where I forgot. Yes. <laughs> I, I yes. thought you were just like, nah, that's I'm like, okay, that's cap. But nah, you, that, people legitimately actually got, you know, dropped on their domes yeah. out there. I so, mean, look, people got dropped on their domes in this show, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I ain't really going, you know, too crazy. Cause, but I will say this. It's different. I will say this. I, I hate the fact that, like, some of those were intentional on this show. However, like, the accidental ones that happened on the Friday show, uh, Super, or Super Showdown, was like, I mean, we got We might have to come to, or we, this is probably a long conversation we should have already had. But like, it's time for to kind of wrap this up. Like, do you remember WrestleMania 27 between Undertaker and Triple H when Undertaker got his ass for that entire match, and then uh, Triple H grabbed his sledgehammer and it said, "Look, the Undertaker said it's time," and he slapped him on, and then right, did right, did like at the end he finished it by uh, slapping on that uh, the triangle choke or whatever else. But like. At that time, in 2011, Triple H told him at that point it was time. And look, 
it's time to go. Yeah, it's it's time. And Triple H, you too. You too. Yes. Um, Here's what I'll say: We, me, and Rich watched uh, Undertaker versus Goldberg, and all I know is that that was the height of King's Road style. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. That's that's like '90s All Japan where they're dropping. Oh my god! I see. I've seen all of one of those uh, Kings Road style matches. Uh, this and, was the and, height and of Kings me. Road oh style. My God. Trust me. Yeah. Look, man. Like Masao's not here to this day. <laughs> so no, no, thank you. Yeah, like, man. let's not do this. So uh, we're gonna skip over that. If y'all watched that show and you liked it, God bless you. But I just want to talk about uh, Dominion, where I was just absolutely sickened that Chris oh Jericho was God. in the main event. Here you go. Sickened and disgusted <laughs> by his presence, but um, just kidding. Um, yeah, man. Overall, uh, you know, we just got done with it, so I guess we need to start at the beginning. Um, John Moxley opened up the show uh, against Sh- Shota Umino, and he came through the crowd looking like a fucking boss as normal with the IWGP uh, Intercontinental Title. Uh, Shota had ran US. out there previously. Yeah, so, excuse me, U.S. Title, and uh, he was in the ring waiting. Moxley was kind of stunting, and Shota really, you know, I guess he did his homework or something, and he decided that he would go ahead and take the fight to Moxley. Yeah, I think he was. I think he's been watching some NXT and saw War Raiders versus uh, Street Profits, and is like, we just gonna start this thing off hot, hot and fresh. And um, that was a fatal mistake for him. He never, he paid, he paid for that dearly. So this match <laughs> went about four minutes, and I I thought it was really entertaining for what it was. Like, yes. what do you? Josh, what did you think of, like, when they announced this match? Like, like why? Well, you know, in New Japan, many times when somebody comes in, like, fresh and new, usually their first singles match will be against a young lion to kind of prove themselves and show what they have, you know, and also give uh, some experience to the young lions. We saw that this year with, like, Shingo's first singles match, John- Jonathan Gresham's first singles match. They-, they decided to kind of do it in reverse. They gave him the title shot first instead of building to it and then afterwards they're like all right well now we'll give him a young line kind of and I, I i like it i thought it was real refreshing and i was i thought that this was awesome yeah there was like a lot of like good submission holes by mox and just showing more that he's not dean ambrose anymore <laughs> I, I think that's his mission um in all these matches that he, that he has going on over the next couple months I'm going to be free i'm going to do different styles i'm going to show the move set that I largely didn't use uh, in WWE, and he ended up getting the win uh, with the double R DDT, uh, the regular one, not the one that he hit Juice with. And um, James, what did you think of this match? I thought that I mean this was not exactly Hazuki uh, for Starlight Kid, but it was just an entertaining, quick match that you know, was was fun from bell to bell, and it was just more or less as you say he just dumped after that after he got the little hope spot. Um, at least starting the match, and then you get the whole spot of the German, like, it was just more or less he just whooped his ass from pillar to post. And it, it was fun to see him kind of, like, it was fun to see him in that in that kind of uh, area to where, like, this is what we kind of thought that he could always have been. Um, and I'm not, I'm not taking it too far because it's only a four-minute four minute match or five-minute match or whatever, but, like, you kind of see him, like, be more vicious in a way that, like, main, their main roster is not allowed. Really, all of WWE does not really allow for somebody to be a tough, bruising, ass-kicking, pummeling type of person. Like, I don't know, like, I, clearly that that would never happen. Like, what the fuck would, like, Minoru Suzuki do in WWE? What would they do with him? I think like, he would just have to only chop. 
Like, he would just pretty much just chop, punch, and then, like, try to slap him, tip him on the gotch, like, power driver. That's it. But, uh, back, back to what I'm really saying is, like, you, you see him as, like, he's going to be by either the end of this year or going into next year, like, he, if not already, like, he's already, like, one of the elite brawlers in the world already, it seems like to me. Like, maybe I'm, I'm probably jumping the gun on this, but, like, I can, that's kind of see where, that's kind of where I see it heading. Like, he's going to be a dude, like, you're just going to be in a war to beat this dude. Well, it, it's very clear that New Japan is pushing Mox, but not just pushing him, but really pushing him in a strong way. Um, to give some background on Shoto Mino, his, um, over the past year or so, he's had a lot of like uh, showcase matches and singles, which is always a big deal for a young lion. And in matches against, like, uh, oh man, he had a match against Shingo, he had a match against uh, Tanahashi, he had a match against Zack Sabre, he had a match against... Um, Who's who's the big guy? The uh, Suzuki, the big oh, man, Archer. No, 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 no. Out outside of New Japan, he wrestles in Big oh. Japan. We saw we saw him WrestleMania weekend last year. Sakamoto. Uh, Sakamoto. Yeah, he had a, he had a really good match with Sakamoto, and in every single one of those matches, he was competitive. He had a lot of hope spots. You really could believe that he had a good mm-hmm. chance at winning the match. And so a lot of people kind of figured that's usually the model that they take when they're gonna because you know. For better or worse, Shoto Mino is the ace of the Young Lions class, and he's never really looked to, to made to be looked like just a job or something like that. Right, right, right. And he, he was strong here in the beginning, but at no point was he ever really in this match. This was right. the most dominant anybody in a singles match has looked against him in years. So it really is telling at how quickly and decisively John Moxley disposed of him. It tells you a lot about what they see in John. So, and then after the match, John Moxley grabbed the mic and he basically announced that he's going to be in the G1 Climax, which is all kinds of exciting. Um, I mean, it's exciting and it's also kind of like, it's exciting, but at the back of your mind, you're like, if, if it blows up in his face, if, if, if it blows up in his face, this will be the time when we find out it blows up in his face. Yeah. Um, I think he... So it, I'm not worried about like the strain on his body or anything like that because this dude is normally an Iron Man um, for all this, and I think this will just tell you a lot about his capabilities of his wrestler. It's like the ultimate, right. you know, ultimate test. Test essentially like, as a wrestler. You, like, yeah. you come out here and you and you're bad in the G1, and like you know, you you need to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. If you have a bad G1, you need to go back to the drawing board. I've had reservations about John Moxley coming to New Japan for a while. Not to say that I distrust him or anything like that, but you know, you just never know how someone wrestling in that style for so many years would perform here. But from every indication we've seen, he's here and he's yeah. real, and I am excited. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like it's it was really weird watching thinking about his last let's say three years in WWE or whatever or something like that, and or let honestly let's say since like WrestleMania thirty two. Right, mm-hmm. like it's been weird to notice it. Like, oh yeah, like I still like he's still you know the crowd's still behind him. They still connect with him, but like he had a window there and he missed it. And you know, just like everybody else misses their window in uh, WWE, that's a talent. But um, you know, you just kind of felt like outside of that, like the AJ series, it was just like there was, and you know, like tag team wrestling is not the same thing as being a singles wrestler. So, like. It kind of just felt like, all right, well, it almost feels like he's kind of just, you know, kind of sort of going through the motions, and 
Um, now, it seems like all the stuff that he said, like, at least for the time being, like, he's backing the stuff up. Like, I mean, in the G, in him going out there and having a kick, uh, you know, him holding up and having a good G1 will definitely be, like, for those, like, that. I think there's, like, the, the full-on straight-on indicator of, like, what he's going to be outside of WWE, like, going forward for a while until, like, injuries or whatever else takes takes uh it's told and it'll also be like a good like like if he has a kick-ass g1 that will like just carry him into AEW just as the, probably the hottest guy in the business still and yeah. he, it will go a long way in trying to establish him but um well, my, t- go ahead. two things that i would say about it during uh the podcast he did what what, what was it wade wade keller wade keller yeah he mentioned how when you wrestle in wwe you have to tell a story and the person that you're trying to please and get over with is Vince. So it almost tells me to to see this flip and turn in the way that he's wrestling. It's like maybe the way the reason he was wrestling that way those last few years is because he was wrestling for Vince, yeah, and we, not for the fans and not for himself. Right. We say this and, all the time. And now he's wrestling for himself. He's wrestling for the fans. So it's a total different paradigm shift. But what I would say as far as the G1's concerned, because I'm going to be in Dallas. I'll be there that first night. And if I'm New Japan and I'm trying to make inroads with this market and also move tickets, which they've had a lot of issues with, I headline with John Moxley night one, G1 in Dallas, A block. Him and Okada? I don't know who. Maybe Okada. Whoever you guys think could be like the best selling ticket. But yeah, you headline with him against a big name and he beats them. Whoever it is. That's mm-hmm. probably Okada. Yeah, and then you can go back to a title match at some point um, before October. So they, they love doing that on the first night, doing a big upset against a big star. That's kind of been their their go to for the past few years. Yeah, and yeah, that's what I would do. I'd put him over someone big the first night and get all that buzz, get all that attention on New Japan World. That's what I would do. So John Moxley did all that ass whooping, and after the um, ass whooping, he was kind enough to <laughs> walk Shota Umono to the back. Uh, and help him out. Just a pleasurable gentleman uh, yes. that John Moxley is. I yes. think, I think like he's crazy, but he's not a bad guy. Like that's that's more <laughs> we get. Like, like he's like he's a crazy badass. That's also like a likable guy. Like it's more that's what he's going off as. Like he's all in on this like this funk like shit. Like he's yes. all in on it. Well, I think during the G one, people have been like, well, he's in New <clears throat> Japan. New Japan's so centered on um, having stables and. Mm-hmm. When, when you're not in singles matches on that tour, you have to be in tag matches. You have to be in multi-man matches. Who the hell do you team Moxley up with? You know, and people have speculated about like what faction he goes to. I think they established tonight. It's gonna be him and Shota Umino tagging That's together. Not, that'd, the be, that'd be hilarious. That is what it's gonna be. I'm telling you right now. Like Shota Umino can eat uh, ten pins for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Check it out. Uh, it was only a four-minute match. So, uh, Up next, we have Shingo Takagi, the runner-up of the Best of the Super Juniors um, 2017, or 2019 tournament. Excuse me. I was thinking about the other one, Will Ospreay won. Um, actually, no, Kushida won in 17. Or was that Ricochet? Man, I've lost count. I'm tripping. So, I think I think Ospreay won 16. 16, he did. Uh, Shingo that Takagi. That was the same year they had a freaking uh, ricochet match, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shingo defeated Satoshi Kojima in just over 11 minutes. The This was the battle of the pulled up pants and the big chests <laughs> from <laughs> generations. Axe Bomber versus Western Lariat. 
Amazing. Josh, this is right up your alley. Take it away. Yeah, so, I mean, um, my co-host, Jeremy Donovan, he is nothing if not a huge Satoshi Kojima mark. He has been for years and years and years, and he was on a boat over in Alaska. And when they announced this card, I was like, oh, my God, Jeremy's in Alaska, and he doesn't know that Shingo's fighting Kojima. Like, I got to tell him. I don't know how to tell him. But um, this was like a mirror match, basically. This is two guys who are very, very similar in look, very, very similar in style, very, very similar in legacy and moveset. And uh, I was very excited to see this. Hard-hitting, really good match. But the, the main thing here is that you know, Shingo's been on such a tear. He went undefeated during the uh, Best of the Super Juniors uh, until the final when he was bested by uh, Will Ospreay. And people have been wondering, like, what weight class is he going to compete in? You know, is he too big for a junior? Is he too small for heavyweight? And after he lost that main event against uh, Will Ospreay, during the post-match, he said, I want a heavyweight at Dominion. And they obliged. They gave him Satoshi Kojima. They had a hard-hitting match here. But I think he more than gave a good acquitting of himself or accounting of himself uh, to basically show that he can compete in the heavyweight division. I like how you do like a half, like half work, half kayfabe one. Like clearly, the man's one of the best workers of the company, so clearly he can compete with the, in the heavyweight division. Like, but, but I appreciate that. But it's, but I think that um, he's going to rip it up in the, in the G1. Like, I, I mean, I don't know how many points he should win or whatever else. I'm not really going to get into that. But, like, he should be a hard out for anyone any given night. And maybe he'll be like, man, I don't want to deal with this dude. Like, if it, like so I, I I can't wait to see him in there. And there's more, more, like, elite top talent in the G1. So, like, you know, if we can, if we can get, like, Jay Wan under control, if we can get the Tongans under control, like, we could go out here and say, like, Almost every single match is a, is a, is a kick ass match. I I really would want um, Shingo oh. and Ishii to fall in the same block. Oh my yes, God. you know because I want to see I think everyone in the world that. to wrestle Ishii. Yes, yes. yes. But James, you had another point you're gonna make. Yeah, uh, like also like you know there's there's still like we gotta worry about like what kind of Taguchi we're gonna get. We gotta worry about what kind of like Yano we're gonna get. We gotta worry about like a few other things too. Um, tai Chi, for example, but. Like if we can get if we can get like those clowns, like around you know like separate like break them up. Yes, yes. Like don't put them all in one block and then be out here and, you know or like how they did with the Tongans and the in, constant interference with with uh, Jay White also in the A block last year where he's like okay the A block just they can't even if it, even if they did their best they still wouldn't be able to compete with the B block probably but like they're not even gonna try it. I just like oh, yeah y'all go ahead and take a night off uh, Tanahashi and. In um in Okada, y'all just y'all y'all just take this whole tournament off and rest up. So I, I'm interested to see what what's um what's next with that. But like I thought it was a good match. Um I don't know where I would have ranked it. I didn't even really think of it in a critical eye. I just thought like these two guys is out here like trying to beat the piss out of each other. And they, I it was cool. It, yeah. it was really hard hitting. This was a really enjoyable first heavyweight match for Shingo in New Japan. Yeah. Uh, for those who kind of want to get a feel for like what Shingo's style might look like. In the heavyweights, because if, if your only uh, exposure to him is from Dragon Gate or the U.S. Indies, he was in the All Japan Champions Carnival last year, which was an all-time great Champions Carnival, and he freaking killed it in that tournament against some of the best heavyweights from around all the Japanese promotions, so I highly recommend that, but, uh, you know, he did that, he did BOLA last year, now he's going to be doing the G1 in 2019, like... That's those are three of the biggest, most prestigious tournaments you can be part of. So he's made like officially now. 
He's, I would he, say. Yeah. To me, he's been made. He's but, been he's been made, but he hasn't had singles matches until this last tournament. This really was true. like his coming out party. Yeah, you're right. And now he's here. Yeah, and he's gonna be a force. But uh, for, for me, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, he's gonna be a force. Like like going forward, just like plugging him. If it's a full graduation to the heavyweight ranks, like for either for like the IC title for the Never title, like he's he's a natural in the Never division. Yep. Um, and as, as high as like you know, like. Fresno Okada or Tanahashi, so... Well, he's yeah. a guy that has said in the past that he considers himself open weight. He can he can fight in any weight class. So even if he does a G1, um, it's not that there isn't a precedent for juniors to go up to heavyweight, fight in the G1, and then maybe go back. So if they wanted to utilize him in that way, they could. But if they want to graduate him and put him in that never division, I wouldn't be opposed to it at all. Then um, the next match, we had Jushin Thunder Liger and Yoshihashi... Defeating Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, the skinny geek got rolled up by Yoshi Hashi. Embarrassing. Embarrassing for a technical wizard like Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> to get rolled up and pinned one, two, three by the, you know, by Yoshi Hashi. The perpetually underwhelming uh, Yoshi Hashi uh, with a victory is like they're trying to heat him up. Uh, for you know, for him to take eight uh, falls in the G one this year. Yeah. yeah. Well, not only that, but they have started to tease, and it was followed up at the end of this, the conclusion of this match, that Yoshihashi is in line for a Rev Pro Undisputed British Heavyweight Championship shot against yeah. Zack Saber. Yeah. I don't. I don't really like. Um, like you know, the match was like what it was and all that. It was fine. It was just like. Yeah. I thought they could have done this on a road two show. I don't know if it really was worthy of being on Dominion. I think it was the fact that Liger and Suzuki were together. It's such a heated rivalry between them and has been for months and months, plus the fact that Liger's going to be retiring at the end of the year. They kind of need to do something with him to showcase him on these big shows, and they're not ready to pull the trigger for whatever reason on Liger and Suzuki as a singles, so I think that's the main reason why this occurred this way. But you're right; it definitely had that road to vibe. Yeah, yeah. And now that we're at you know the time that we are in the year, like we're all kind of figuring like I guess that means that they're going to try to hold this Suzuki and Liger thing off until one of these um, Tokyo Dome shows. It's like that's a look. Gato is Gato is a magic maker, but like that's still a long ass time. Yeah, like you got, I agree. So, you know, like, that's that's a while from now. Like, that's, you know, um, we're still in freaking June. So, uh, for me, I think that the story of how much they hate each other, like, overshadow what was actually going on in the match until all of a sudden you see uh, Yoshihashi's pins and saber. He's like, wait, what? So, I mean, if, if that was their comp, if that was their mission and mission accomplished, I guess. It, you know? it really seemed for a while like Liger and Suzuki was at a boiling point and it had to happen soon but we're like what's the next big show dominion but then they kept them off the entire best super juniors tour until the very end and they're in a multi-man match yeah and even prior to that they kind of moved them into other you know uh multi-man matches apart from each other so they have cooled it down just a tad bit but now at this point like with what james saying it's like kazuna Rhodes coming up they're not going to do it there after g1 there's destruction i mean this is a match that's big well, enough where... What month is destruction normally? Dis- I forgot. That, that comes after September. the G1. It's like September. Okay, yeah. So it's like if they're going to do this, it either has to be at the G1 Finals or King of Pro Wrestling or Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom. Kingdom. 
and it seems like they're probably going to hold it off until Wrestle Kingdom. The thing with Liger is he said in his promos many times when they've discussed having this match that if they do fight, then because Liger's already going to be retiring, if he wins, then Suzuki has to retire at the end of the year as well. So basically, like, they want the Batista-Triple H deal. We're like, yeah, I'm, yeah, this is my last match, but, like, you need to put your career on the line, too. Yeah. But, if it, if but, it, but unlike Batista and Triple H, like, ain't nobody out here all just rooting together just to see, like, uh, Batista just go ahead and get, you know, two birds, one stone it. Like, we kinda, Suzuki, still has some, <laughs> Suzuki still has, like, gas in the tank. He's still going. Like, he has, he's probably more over at this point, like, than he was in a lot of his career. So it's like he's in like he's enjoying the fruits of his labor of just being like this diabolical motherfucker for, for decades. So like if, if only Batista won at WrestleMania, we would <laughs> have to keep seeing Triple H. Let, let, let's be clear. This feud started way before that. If anything, they went the Liger Suzuki route. I, I I'm I'm yes, you're, you're <laughs> probably, yes, I'm I'm sure you're right, but I'm just saying like this little, I'm talking about that little wrinkle as far as in like Paul and Dave had their, uh, they were watching their New Japan World subscription. They got the idea from this. They stole it. <laughs> How much? I'm sure Triple H has watched plenty of New Japan. How much? How much New Japan do you think Batista has ever watched? I have a feeling Batista's probably watched a bit of it. I feel like he'd be a fan of it. I feel. Yeah, I'm sure if you watched it, but I'm th- my thing is like I'm sure he's so busy. Like, I ain't got time for this shit. Like, like <laughs> I gotta man, memorize like, these lines. Like, I'm, I'm trying to watch like some Crockett. Like, you know, that's probably what. <laughs> I, I, you don't think that Batista would like Crockett would be right up Batista's alley? I'm sure he would love that shit. <laughs> um. So the next match was Hiroshi Tanahashi, the Ace, uh, Juice Robinson. Uh, you know, also recently cut his hair like I did. Uh, and you guys Rizuki, are connected. Yeah, connected. Uh, to Gucci. They defeated Jay White, who's out here looking like Dutch from Red Dead Redemption, and Chase oh Owens and Taiji Ishimori. So, boy. Um, There's someone out there that understands that reference. I'm oh, sure, it'll I'm be sure, Caleb. I'm sure I, there are... I popped Caleb just now. I guarantee you. <laughs> I'm, sure there are, I'm sure there are plenty of people that, that know the reference, I just, but I'm not a gamer. so like, I, I don't know the reference. Just, whatever. Well, whatever you want to do. Like, all I know is like, the old dudes are fuck niggas. Outside of that, I don't know anything else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. So, what you guys think about this match? I thought this was just kind of there, um, also, and yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just like let's get them on the car, let's have them do something like that. I mean, they it, it felt it felt just like every you know road to like just multi man tag that you ever saw. Tanahashi broke out a new finish in this match. Oh yeah, Tanahashi boy, he he looked rough yep, in this match. He looks like he should not be back yet, um, but he's back because he you know nothing nothing will stop that man because he's crazy. The same reason why he kept working on that bad, uh, was it biceps or triceps? Biceps. Uh, yeah. Like, he, 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 you know, he, I, I, I feel like they need to, like, preserve him. They need to, they need to cut his minutes down. Like, they need to treat, they need to treat him. Like Dwayne Wade. Yes. They, they, yes. <laughs> yes. Like, Dwayne Wade at the end. Like, no back-to-backs. No, you know, no long, no matches longer than 10 minutes. Like, no, and also when he did the new finish or whatever, I remember before, even before that even happened, I was like, he needs a new finish where it's like, he's not, he's no longer doing the high five flow. He can't be taking an impact on the knees. No, no more. Like, he's already, he, he looks bone on bone, and that was months ago. And like, it looks, you know, sometimes we're like, he's such a great, you know, seller. He figures and, it out. Whatever else, and he's so, such a genius, whatever. But like, what if it's not him figuring out much? It's like, he's really in that pain that <laughs> he's explained to us that we can see from, you know, 30 feet away. So, I, you know, I, I, I think we need to put him in bubble wrap and only bring him out for like the big use. Like, 
I'm not saying that he needs to go out here and have his final G1. I'm not saying that. But we need to preserve it because, like, we're coming up on the G1 and you know he's going to be in it. And, like, it, that's a lot to ask for this man. Like, I don't think he's going to win it this year or even, even uh, be in contention. But we got to preserve this because we don't know how long this shit goes. This shit got to last. We don't know how long it's going to last. That's the best way I'm trying to put it. Clubber, what's your prediction for tonight's match against Tanahashi? Oh, my God. Pain. <laughs> He actually looked really good uh, in the match the other night, but it was just three nights ago with uh, Jay White. But, mm-hmm. man, it's like they didn't do that much in that match, and he was looking so rough here. They botched a bunch of spots at the end. Like, yeah, The finish was botched. The, you, yeah, the finish was think, botched. Do you think because of, you know, I didn't, I didn't see the match from, um, from the other night, but... Like, was it a slower-style match? Was it similar to the match they had earlier in the year? It was... Every match they've had has been, okay. been very okay. different. So, okay. But this one, uh, he just worked over the arm. But it, it was pretty vicious, the way he worked over the arm to, like, where it was pretty believable. I was like, yo, isn't that the arm that he legit actually hurt? Why are right. they working over the actual arm that was legit The actual hurt? injury. Like, so bad. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean... Well, the reason why I ask is because, you know, we always talk you about, like... You know if it's like, the left or the right to, one? It's the left I thought arm. it was the one he had to sleeve on. Or it's the right arm. Okay. I thought it was the one he always had to sleeve on. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but uh, the reason why I asked is because we talked about earlier about, like, um, the single stuff. Like, it's hard to be a single performer. But, like, if you're somebody like Tanahashi, like, it can work that slow down style, sell his ass off or whatever, and, like, only got to come out with, like, all right... I sell, I sell, I sell. I come up with, I come up with a counter. I, I hit you with the corkscrew. I'll start working over your legs with the clover leaf, and then like we, we do figure out something else, and then like I get up and I slap the shit out of you, and then it's on from there. Like he, so for me, him coming up with that kind of story that he that he has in his bag and he can do it a million times and it's easy. Like that to me is easier than like oh it's a tag match again and like do some do something with like some type of like pace. So I was. That's why I was asking what kind of match was it um, the other night. So, um, but yeah, I, I figured like for someone like Tanahashi, like a single match might be kind of easy for him. Like he didn't sleep. It's like this tag shit. It's like uh, gotta fire up, hit a hot tag. Yeah, I gotta hit a hot tag. I don't want to do that shit. I gotta run. I gotta hit the ropes. <laughs> but, but you know what? In a, in a lot of the tag matches he's been in over the past year or so, uh-huh. he's gone the big daddy route where like he doesn't do much. Like they they had him. They had him uh, teamed up with Osprey for most of the end of the year, and Osprey was doing everything. And those matches were like four and three quarters, four and a half. And Tanahashi was in there for like a minute, two minutes. He wasn't doing anything, and like Osprey's carrying the whole match. Osprey carrying the sport right now, bitch. Oh like, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So after that, uh, it picked up a little bit on the car as we got to the real Tomohiro Ishii is your new. Never open weight champion, and this is step one on his road to the dome. Oh my god! <laughs> He's still on this. Huh? Why? <laughs> He's still on this. You've been on this since what? The, the New Japan, the New Japan Cup, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> road to the dome. <laughs> All right. How are we gonna get there? Can he? I already told you how we're gonna get no, there. No, now, now. I mean, obviously, you know, some things have to change because, like, he's not gonna follow your your complete so, game so plan. So, like, now we're in the counter. Where are we headed? How do we get there now? So, and right now, after, we'll, we'll worry about how you gonna fantasy book it to get to the dome, and then we'll talk about the match. So, so go ahead. So, things haven't gone as I. I, I, I <laughs> 
you know, had previously laid out, you know, we were supposed to get the IWGP. Yes, we. We were supposed to get the IWGP title tonight. But we we had to settle for the never. So, oh you know, God. just just like Tetsuya Naito has his dream of holding two titles, so does Tomohiro Ishii. He's just going to start with the never openweight title because you never want to fuck with somebody <laughs> named Tomohiro Ishii. You never want smoke. Josh, can you imagine the never two belts never in the fucking <laughs> title? <laughs> so, you know... It, you know, oh all these people, God. you know, it, it's cool that, that all these people are declaring for the G1. Like, you know, John Moxley, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Shingo. Shingo. Shingo Takagi. Kenta. You know? we Kenta. We'll yet. get to him later. But they got to fight Tomohiro Ishii at some point. They all can't run from him. <laughs> Somebody got to get it. So, like, like Josh talking about earlier about how he wants to expand the G1 and uh, by expanding it, moving into four blocks, and thereby instead of people having to run nine matches, people have to run five matches. Yeah. So, uh, you know, four blocks of six wrestlers. So, and then you know they basically uh, the two block winners uh, end up going to on to basically have semifinals and then the finals. So, <laughs> so what you are suggesting is that like. People want to get to that, uh, want to get into that kind of uh, tournament so they can like have a seventy-five percent chance of not having to deal with Tomohiro Ishii. That's that's all this comes down to. It's nothing but a con. This is nothing but but um, you know, cowardism. Cowardice. Cowardism, not cowardice. Cowardism. Cowardism. Yes. New language to describe Tomohiro Ishii. So, you know that that's all I see, Josh. You're trying to protect. The, the, these wrestlers from uh, Tomohiro Ishii, but that's cool, you know. So, you know, Ishii obviously would win the G1 undefeated. He would right. show Shingo how to do it, you know. Unlike, you know, going to the finals undefeated, so he has question, to com- complete the job. So, my question would be you: like, who would he beat in this hypothetical semifinal? Let, let's, let's Anybody? Say, no, no, I'm saying like, who who would you like him to beat on the way and also in the, in the semifinal and the final to get to win the G1? Uh, in, in theory, I would like him to whoop Jay White. Okay. Is, would, is that a block final? Sure. Okay. So he, he, he can whoop Jay White. He can whoop Naito just to make all the LIJ <laughs> fans cry like hoes. Oh, my God. God. All right, go ahead. And then... Uh, Who's going to be in the final? Tanahashi. Tanahashi? Wow, Tanahashi's going to go out there you know? and win a block and, and win a I'm just kind of coming off the top of my head uh, okay. right now, but it, it could be so, anybody. So Tanahashi's okay. going to the finals again. I don't. I don't know. I had to see how the blocks break out. But I mean, if you get, if you, I mean, I'm sure he could do it if you give him some WD forty to squeak into them. Yeah, knees. yeah. But outside of that, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that would definitely line the load like five matches to the nine. John Moxley, like put him in the G one finals. Oh <laughs> so, all right. So, um, let's say if we did, let's say we didn't do the. Uh, this is compelling radio. Before. We do the regular G one. We're like, literally I'm, talking I'm about something that's never, never going to happen. Yeah. Let's let's <laughs> now. Who is he? Who? So Talk you said the never people? title. This is never going to happen. <laughs> so seriously. So are the same people, the people you want to throw in for like the block final and also the G one final? Uh, I I would like to see uh, Tomohiro Ishii bust Jay White's head one time for the culture. Okay. And um, besides Zach that, Saber? Zach Saber, he he can get the revenge from Wrestle Kingdom. You know how how he how he beat my dog for for uh, the the British title. 
You can get that back. Pretty much easier. You can whoop all the geeks. Okay. So you have a okay. So like, who is he dropping uh, falls to? What he's going? Undefeated. <laughs> <laughs> he's going undefeated, James. What? He's going to he's a, wait. Dropping <laughs> falls. Ten and zero in G one. Yes. Oh my god. Why not? How many times has it ever happened, Josh? Someone it's, goes. It's never happened. Okay. Even yeah, Anoki yeah. hasn't done this. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah. And then, so. and then how about this? So then at King of Pro Wrestling. Because he defeated Zack Sabre. Zack Sabre challenges him for his title shot. They go title for title. He wins back the British title. So two belts he's already. He's got two belts already. He's set up for three, so he's going to make himself a new cripple, a triple crown champion. He's the yes. triple crown champion. The, the new triple crown champion. <laughs> not All Japan. Not Noah. Not Masawa. Not Kobashi. But there will oh be a new God. championship unveiled January 4th to signify Tomohiro Ishii's Three championships. Oh my god. This is so, so can we call it the eye crown? The eye crown? <laughs> yes. The Ishii crown. Yes. <laughs> oh man. But uh he did uh <laughs> no, back, back, to, back to reality. So back to what happened a little bit earlier. Um, oh my god. <laughs> Tomohiro Ishii defeated Taishi uh in a in a good match. And very hard hitting drama filled towards the end. Yeah, went about four stars on it, and it was good. Yeah, yeah. I I'd probably go four and a quarter. It, it was not right. as good as the match they had during the New Japan Cup this year, uh, but that was like a, I think a main event or semi main event. This, but they still got a good amount of time here, like sixteen mm-hmm. minutes. But yeah. this was a really good match. I really enjoyed it. Yes, and you know, like considering the other nonsense we saw later in the show, like it was a pretty damn safe match. Because all things considering the rest of the card. And like, you know, the people, you know, the Ishii matches and the selling and um, the hard strikes and whatever and the occasional chops to the throat or whatever else. Like The headbutt? Yeah, the headbutts. Um, like, yeah, like, that that stuff is like, hey, man, you probably shouldn't be doing that stuff, but it it, it, it beats whatever, what the fuck happened to Bushi, right? Um, and I feel like Ishii's done it enough to where, like, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, and then, you, you know, you hear the stories about people say, like, he's a dream to work with. Like, it, it, you, like that stuff's easy. And I'm like, that shit don't look easy. It looks hard, real hard. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I thought it was another typical Ishii match. Like, they're, they're striking each other back and forth. Like, it's more, um, Taichi has to prove how tough he is to him. And eventually, once some shorts come once the shorts come off, he actually shows him how tough he is. But that wasn't enough for Ishii because Ishii put him away. He hit him with, um... The Larry was it Larry? He didn't. No, he got one brain buster. Brain buster. Yeah, yeah, brain he, buster. He, yeah he tried for brain. He tried for yeah, yeah. He got a one brain buster, and that was it. They had some really good near falls here. Yeah. A lot of you know, a lot of two and three quarters. Here's the one thing I will say about this. I know we spent a lot of time talking about Rich's whole entire fantasy booking that's never ever going to happen. But I will say this. Why are you so negative, bro? Because that's never happening. Look, man, look. For me to say you being too negative, like. That, that means <laughs> you need to relax, bro. Like any anything is possible. But okay, this is this anyone is, can be beat. This, this isn't the, this is not some rigid creative process where people are creatively stifled here. Okay, any, anything can happen. All right, in the World Wrestling Federation, <laughs> the joke was not actually whatever. Whatever you you buried the joke by actually going out there and saying it. Well, whatever, go ahead. But um, thanks, Josh. We at the beginning of the year, there was lots of people that were like, "Welcome back to One Nation Radio." Thank you. There's people that were like, they're like, I'm ready for the Never Division to go in a different direction. I'm ready for these guys like Ibushi and Osprey to take it to new heights and Taichi. 
Now I'm ready for these strikes. I'm ready for these freaking just strong style matches, these epic wars. I'm ready for the never title to be what it's always been, the strong style world heavyweight championship, and that's what it is when Tomohiro Ishii <laughs> holds it. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen. Or, or a real man holding the belt. Back. Like it's funny that it's funny that um, we have the Naito match and this match, and they're and like Ishii and Naito are both back with like these belts that they've just been like, like that, that's 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 they've they've been blessed and cursed with having to be, like, stuck with. Okay, I can't say you're blessed and cursed to be stuck with IWG okay, yeah, yeah, title, yeah. but I'm saying like. Those are their belts at this point. Like, from someone that's been watching uh, New Japan, at least me, that's like casually watches New Japan um, for, you know, for the pretty much only show for the big shows. I've been doing that for, wow, like four years now. Like, this is kind of funny that, like, this is kind of the track that we've always seen these people in where, like, we're fighting for these belts and, and like, at times, especially Naito, like, he hates that goddamn Intercontinental belt, but it, it, it's it's always his. It's you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is you. So, 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 you. so, so, so I'm an IC. So, so I saw all the first time that I'm a top, but I'm an IC guy. Gandalf's like, it's you. It's <laughs> you. Like, yeah, that's exactly what this is. This so, belt's for you, baby. And, like, and Ishii's like, dude, like, I, I'm, I am one of the best handful of wrestlers in the company, and, like, I'm an all-time historic wrestler, and I got my start late, and I'm making up for it, and, like, make, am I ever going to get a shot, Ghetto? You're like, nah, man, keep it never talk. But, like, am I ever going to get, like, even, like, the IC title? <laughs> but, so I'm just, so I'm just, like, a, oh, I'm just, a, because I'm, I'm just, like, the tough, small guy, huh? And he's like, it's you. Yeah, like, that's, yeah, yeah. it's you. And, and you're trying to get him out of that, you, you're, uh, it's you think. So, I'm with it. Like, I love Ishii. I think, um, you know, I, I would love to see that eventually, but, like, I'm also kind of, like, in between you two of, like, it's never going to happen, and, like, it's absolutely going to happen. Like, I'm somewhere, like, I, w- I would like to see that. I would like to see it. That's all, that's kind of where I, I want Ishii. I wanted Ishii to go junior. That's what I wanted Oh, my year. God. You want him in the best of the Super Juniors? <laughs> but, uh... But speaking of undefeated through a block, that's the one he's going to yeah, do. Yeah. He's going to go ahead and smash everybody. Congratulations to the Carl Gotch world champion, you, Tomohiro Ishii. Do you know how much... Like enjoyment, Rich would have got out of seeing an Ishii versus Jonathan Gresham, Gresham match. Oh my god, he would have loved it. He would have enjoyed it so much. The way that like never pin him, just keep just keep clotheslining him, just keep yep, just, just beat him until until the time limit and win by count out. <laughs> the way that Rich is on this whole you know road to the dome, I'm on the Ishii Junior run. That's my thing. We do that on my show all the time. Oh my I would god. Be, he's bro. He just has to cut a couple kilos and he'll be there. He's fine. Nah, you gotta, gotta expand. Gotta aim life. high. You gotta aim you know. high, man. Ambition. The juniors are ambition. That's better than the never title. He can pick up all these agree, belts. Agree to disagree. He can pick up all these belts. Man. Um, yeah, so Ishii is the, the new champion. And, and uh, Tai Chi, you can go to hell. Yeah, Tai Chi. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You've been talking like for 20 minutes about, about Ishii. And you're like, oh, yeah. You're in the ring with some fucking guy. Yeah, some dude. <laughs> some guy that ripped off his fucking pants and sang down, hey, lip sync down to the stage. I, I will say this, though, on a positive note if Tai Chi wrestles like this during the G1, I'll be pretty happy, actually. Same here. Yeah. And he is going to be in the G1. He wasn't last year. And oh, I think he'll that, be in and it. And he'll be in it this oh, year. Oh, yeah, he has to be as much as they've showcased him. So, up next. 
Uh, Tamatanga Tangaloa defeating Evil and Sonata for the 73rd time uh, to retain the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. The finish was absolutely hilarious. Yeah, it was. Like, I don't think there's really much to talk about except for the finish. They went 16 minutes to 39 seconds, but it felt a lot longer than that. I, I, ended up, I ended up getting pulled out of the match and like couldn't hold attention on it, but um, I, I don't even say, like, I thought, I didn't even think, like, they... You know, it kind of felt like a row two show. Yeah. Like a row two match. Um, well, there's no build. Yeah. None. There's no build whatsoever. We didn't know. There was no anticipation that this match was going to be on this card just days in advance. They didn't announce. Almost most of these matches that got announced, we there was some sort of backstory going into it. And for those who are like, well, there's a story. It's like, well, the story was they wrestled in February and then they wrestled in January. They wrestled in December. It's been a you know we just keep seeing these guys over and over and over again, but there's no anticipation, there's no build to it, there's no heat for it. The crowd, as over as all these guys are, the crowd wasn't into it. Go figure. Why do you think that is? Like, is it something like with the? Is this just a reflection of the tag division? Like how yeah. it's being used in New Japan right yep. now? Yep, these are the two best tag teams that they have in the tag division currently on the roster. I don't even know if they had anyone else ready to go. T- to me. They could have maybe had these guys in a multi-man match and maybe showcased the juniors and done a junior tag because we were coming off, you know, best super juniors, but that's just me. But, uh, you know, Gato never books this as a strong tag division. They well, just never yeah. do. Well, I, I, it's a I long think, way from uh, the, the Golden Lovers and the Young Bucks. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I, I, think, I, think the, I think the main thing as far as their ideas, well, we have so many singles wrestlers that on these road to shows that have to do tag matches as, like, it doesn't make sense for us to build like a division of eight strong tag teams because like we're gonna we're gonna make fucking Ishii and, and Osprey a tag team like last year. So it's like they're two stars. Go be a tag team. There you go. Like you know, whenever it's um uh, Naito and Bushi or or uh, was it Bushi and uh, Shingo earlier this year, right? Yeah, yeah, they were teaming. Yeah, so it's like we just make teams and like even Sonata is another example of that. Like they're a great team. But like they they've done that a lot to death, and like God same thing. Like they're a very good team, or they're a good team, and they've done that a lot to death. And so I mean, we got to put a tag team touch match on here, so go out there and do it again. Question for Josh, like, yeah, with, with New Japan, because like Josh is more plugged in New Japan even than I am. Um, do you think some of the programs and the feel around New Japan like is stale at the moment? Because um, I know there's a lot of stars being elevated and dudes being put in new positions, but then you start going through the card, it's like Ishii's background in Neverbelt, Evil and Sonata around the tag stuff, and Okada's on top. Like you know, I, th- I think what some of that has to do with is a a lot of talent has left New Japan, mm-hmm. and in the first part of the year they haven't had uh, an injection of new stars. Now some of that is suddenly changing at the halfway point of the year, so I think we're gonna see a change there. But I also think a lot of it has to do... It's a double-edged sword because we talk about the logic behind New Japan's booking. We talk about you know the structure that they have. But that structure of the tournament systems and the big shows, which is very predictable at a certain point in the year, it also does cause there to be a lot of predictability. So it's kind of double-edged in mm-hmm. that way. So, But I wouldn't say it's stale. I think that they've done a really fantastic job this year booking with what they've had. Uh, but I'm excited for the second half of the year with, with so many new stars that have been introduced over the past few months, like El Phantasmo, like, you know, um, 
Moxley. Moxley, like, Get it right. you know, Kenta and all these different guys. So there's a lot. Shingo, to, Shingo. Osprey's elevation. Yeah, so there's there's a lot that's shifting around. And, and even, you know, Abushi's there and he's always been there. But with him resigning or just, you know, signing a new contract, a he's lot actually is, a threat for the Yeah, a lot is changing. Yep. So, no, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. But I think in the case of the tag division, it's always bad. Like, mm-hmm. it hasn't been good in New Japan. I don't even know. Like, over a decade, longer, it's it's bad most of the time. Yeah, I, I, for some reason, I feel like maybe I'm wrong in this, and you would know more than I. But I feel like a lot of that is a is a byproduct of these road two shows and all the fucking tag matches. Like, so like how how excited can you possibly get about one tag team that's together? Like, let's say it was the Rock and Roll Express or the Rockers or any other Express you want to throw out there. But well, I was gonna say Boston Hug. Um, like. You put them out together, it's like, okay, cool, they're going to have a few matches, but then, like, they're the same team all the time, and they're wrestling, and then, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of where you run into it. Like, there's only so many, but so many tag teams that are, like, real teams, as opposed to, like, they're in a faction, and you just throw these two together. Well, I, I feel like if they focused on certain guys, they'd get them more over, they just choose not to. Like, that's just my feeling. Gotcha. Like, for instance, I've been copying for I mean, years. I mean, I've always wanted Ishii and Goto to be a tag team. I've always, always, always wanted that. and I'd rather see them fight each other to the death. I would like to see them fight each other, but they're both in chaos. No, so. to the death. <laughs> but, I mean, there's lots of instances where they've had good tag teams. Mm-hmm. They've like, yeah. They had the Golden Lovers, yep. but they didn't really utilize them in that division. They had you know the Mega Aces. They didn't utilize them. They had the Young Bucks, and they kind of kept them seg- segregated. They just don't book it strong because Gato does not care about it. Yeah. That's what it really is. Gato yeah. doesn't care. And also, like, how long? I mean, how long did the Young Bucks even have as, as being heavyweight tag champs? Or what, like a year? They were, they Six were months. Ta- <clears throat> was it even that long? Because they wanted that Dominion and then dropped them shits like yeah, in right. Long Beach. Yeah. And then they came back for the Tokyo Dome. So, right. Yeah. 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 So um, then after this match. Uh, Shibata came out, so we heard the the soft piano keys. It's, uh, it's, it's actually guitar strings. Da, 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 da. Yeah, I thought it was piano. No, but. that's a guitar. Yeah, I've um, had a conversation. I'm good. Yeah, yeah but soft music. Yeah, soft music. I um, love his music. And then uh, you heard the guitars, and all of a sudden you you seen Shibata come out, and he has a suit on, kind of kind of a little bit big for him, but that's okay. Uh, I'll let him rock. <laughs> and then he points back at the screen, and he's just pointing at the screen. Forever. 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 And ever. And he's still pointing at the screen. Yeah. And so then, still. all of a sudden, the former Hideo Itami walks out. Throw that name in the trash. There's no reason to ever use it again. Kenta yeah. has returned. All capitals. All yeah. caps. Yeah. Literally all He caps. has basically... Uh, he. Must have been communicating with Moxley, um, <laughs> oh my trying God. to figure out you know a way that he can go ahead and get the fuck out of WWE. Give him that, that whole thing. Oh, he's not gonna compete. He's gonna go back home to Japan. He's homesick. He misses home. Yeah, and like we'll people, give him his release. Yeah, people thought you know he's gonna go over to uh, he's gonna go back to Noah. And I mean, there's some talk that he actually did. And either way. Like, we're going to find out, and ultimately, like, it's going to be one of those situations where it's like, yeah, sounds good. He ended up going to New Japan. So, that's that's where we are now. And he's, 
Did he say he's going to be in the G1, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He said he's going to be in the G1. This is the most exciting thing in wrestling, and since it's been so long since there have been major companies throwing out dollars and wrestlers willing to actually take them and really leverage contracts, we haven't really got this, like, seeing wrestlers pop up in new places like we used to. Right. And this is, like, a thing that is just so exciting on so many levels. Like, Josh, what did you think when you saw Kenta come out? Well, one of my favorite things was he came out with a shirt that had a parody of the Godfather logo on it, but it said TakeOver, and it was in yellow letters. So that's definitely throwing some shade at, you know... His, something. Uh, at something. Uh, <coughs> James knows a bit more about that. <laughs> oh, like he threw shade NXT. at my favorite brand? Yeah. Oh, okay. But, I mean... but Kenta coming out um, was... I got spoiled on this, so I was kind of bummed, but it was still an awesome moment to see him come out there like that. But the thing is, is like Kenta is, he's been, he's had matches in New Japan, but he's never been a part of the New Japan roster. He's never competed in a tournament like this. And we've been wondering for a while, like how much he has left in the tank. So we're not even sure what, what's really there real soon. But you know, my whole thing is like people wondering about guys leaving and things they will do, things they won't do. And they're like, you don't want to burn that bridge. It's like, ain't need no bridge. I'm back in Japan. I'm right. back home, and I'm part of the biggest company in the world. He doesn't ever need to go back to WWE. He doesn't ever need to work for that company ever again. He's here, and um, I think it's a really, really good move for everybody involved. And you know, Kenta um, is one of the biggest, you know, names and one of the biggest stars to ever come out of pro wrestling Noah. And you know, with that company kind of, you know where it is today, it makes all the sense in the world that he would eventually show up in New Japan. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm. my main thing is, like, it's open box special. You don't know how healthy he is. You don't know if he can adjust back to wrestling style he used to work. You don't know if he can um, deal with that sort of uh, punishment as well. But, the best, but, you know, there's also an opportunity that, like, what if he, what if he still does have gas take? What if he's, like, you know, he can wrestle the style he close to what he used to because, like, he's not worried about, like, you know... Kicking someone too hard. Kicking, you know, he yeah, like, himself. like, that match he had against Aleister Black, um, and I can't remember what takeover was, but, like, that was a match made you think, you finally saw all the stuff that, like, people talked about with him if you were someone that never, ever got to see him. And I was never someone that ever saw any of his previous stuff. But the name, the name rang out. So, if he can do just that... That's, that's, a, that's a win. That's another that's a, that's tremendous addition. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, and I was very hard on him throughout his whole WWE run. And this was kind of like my first, like, learning experience with figuring out how stars from Japan can come over to WWE and it just not click, like, right. in a modern era, in modern yeah. times. Yeah. And I kind of feel bad about how hard I was on him. Like, to where he's not speaking to Link, like... Yeah, there's that, but there's also, like, the matches weren't even on point either. Yeah, it was, and, like, the matches, the injuries, the... Right. And like, it just didn't... It just didn't work. To be out. fair, you were never hard on him for the injuries. You were hard on him for, like, where is it? Like, I heard it's rep. Where's the rep? And then, like, there's a lot of that go, that goes on with, you know, um, with guys that come to WWE, where it's like, can you bring, can you bring what made you special... To WWE and like we have overwhelming evidence at this point. This is just like no, you just no like like whether I don't, the, I don't give the a damn agents. If, I don't give a damn if you were if you were out here bringing or pulling out um 
if you were coming out serving like red velvet cake ice cream, when you come to WWE, your ass once you get to the main roster, your ass is out here serving soft serve vanilla. Period. Yeah, and I don't. You get I, you get to throw some sprinkles on every now and then, but that's about it. Yeah. So. And then as you as you more you more you go, you, there's less and less sprinkles. Yeah. Yeah. And shout <clears> out to Nakamura. AJ <coughs> <Yeah>. Styles. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, after that, we got the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship match. Will Ospreay defeating Dragon Lee in a fucking classic. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's like Will Ospreay and this is the rest of the world at, at this point. And Dragon Lee was just like offended almost. I felt like he was like, yeah, yeah, everybody, you know, they're writing me off. I'm just his afterthought in here, but I'm not this afterthought. No. Yeah, this was some of the best of Dragon Dragon Lee that we've ever seen in New Japan, and that's really saying something. You know, it's not to undermine any of his you know past performances, but I think that this might be the best match he's ever had in New Japan. Honestly, we were just saying something because because those like those Hiroma those matches. matches are freaking insane. Even the one it, like even the one where. where even the one where Hiroma broke his neck was probably like the most tame of all three of those matches. Like the one where he breaks, or someone breaks their neck, right. was the most tame out of the three matches. Right. Like that's as you know, like that's the stand that they were at, and like you know, we all we all kind of you know this happened is unfortunate, but like we all saw the running wall. They were going to continue to wrestle like this, and hopefully, like the next time they wrestle, they don't do this shit again. Um, talking about Hiromu and, and Dragon Lee, but move on from that to uh, Dragon Lee. Like I thought this, was, I thought this was the best ever song. Um, like even, you know. Even like at MSG, like it, 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 he's you know, and that match was great. It was short, but it was great. Um, and I thought that I don't know, man. Like I don't know how much the Shibata like uh, love, and I I love to see if there's pictures of them the two together, like or um, or you know to talk about how much he wanted to defend that belt to get it to um, have a match with Hiromu again, and like the crowd took to him because of that. In in part, those two things, like. I, even now, like, I kind of see him kind of, you know, I don't think he'll ever be at this level again. I, I will hope I'm wrong, but, because he's awesome, but, um... You mean Hiromo? No, no, I'm talking about Dragon Lee. Like, oh, Dragon Lee. Like, I, after the stuff that he kind of did to try to get himself ingratiated with the fans, the Japanese fans. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I, I have a hard time imagining, like, being back at this level where he's, like, he's the, he's the junior champion and, um, he's a heart and he's, like, you know, get racks up that many points in a final, uh, for, uh, for a block. Uh, but he has that kind of talent, and I hope to see that, like you know, that they stay with him. And who knows how how much he plans to keep going back and forth for the time being. But well, well, the thing with him is that, typically speaking, in these best of super juniors uh, tournaments, they usually have another CMLL representative, no matter who it is, whether it's a big star like Volador, whether it's Teton, who we saw this past year. Right. Uh, they don't do well, but Dragon Lee always, since he's been in these tournaments, always is in the top tier when it comes to <clears throat> points totals. So he is a, a pushed commodity, and he's one of the most beloved luchadors of the modern times. Mm -hmm. uh, so he's definitely, like, he's built a lot of goodwill, and a lot of it's built off the back of that series of matches he had with Hiromu in Mexico right. and here. But this match with him and um, Osprey, man, it was, it was a, a masterpiece. This was an incredible, incredible match. All last year, we had so many like top tier junior matches, mm -hmm. and it seemed like in the beginning of this year with Taiji Ishimori at the top, 
we weren't really getting that. He was having good matches, and it was like, you know, it's cool. But now after this tournament, and now after, you know, the run that that Dragon Lee's had, and with Osprey back at the top of the mix, we're, we're back to where we were last yeah, year. And, and think like about, electric. And think yeah. about where we were, like, I think me and Rich talked about this on our um, Russell Kingdom my review, last, or beginning of this year, like, it seems like we're at an end of an era now, like, um... I don't know what at what point it happened. It's like, all right, so like, no horror move for the time being. We don't know when he's gonna come back. Um, Marty, we don't know what his contract situation is. We don't know what's going on with AEW. If like he'll ever, if they ever have a relationship and he comes back, I, I don't even else. consider him New Japan anymore because he's t- he's primarily just Ring of Honor. Right. Well, I, that's my yeah. point. I'm getting to it's like, and then you also had uh, Ricochet's Kishida, gone. Ricochet's gone. Uh, you had uh, Osprey looks like he was set to come. He was destined to move up to to um, to the heavyweight or open weight or whatever you want to call it. And then you also had Kushida leaving for WWE. And you're yeah. like, this is the end of an era. Like if you grew up and is and you, you watch this stuff like how how I did when I first started watching it was 2015. Is like all those guys are like the division is like completely is going to be unrecognizable. From Red, what it used Red to Dragon be. too. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep, another one. Um, so you know. It, it, they've seen. They, I can't see. They they've they've managed to reload again. Like <laughs> it's, it's so it's, so it's crazy. It's like you're like this this era like they built up to that. Where last year like they had that great Ishimori and Hiromu match in the final of Best Super Junior. We're like, I don't think we get no higher than this. And it's like, oh, Oscar's like, hold my beer. Him and Shingo like, hold my beer. And then we get to this. And it's like. So what you're saying yeah. is you're not worried about New Japan, James. I mean, <laughs> nah. Like they always prove they they always send to. To I mean, um, or to um, exceed expectations. I don't know why it was hard for me to come up with the word exceed, but yeah. Um, so I, you know, hats off to them because they rebuilt that that division. I thought like it was gonna be a while because you're gonna and have to worry about like des- trying to build Desperado or, <laughs> you know. Oh, de- Desperado is there. Desperado's there. He just if he had been in this tournament, he would have been probably in the finals with Will Osprey. You think so? Yeah, he Taguchi wouldn't have been in the finals. It was going to be Desperado. This was his year. I thought I thought that he was going to be somebody that was going to be a contender in the division um, coming into like at that point in time when we talked about how they're rebuilding. I thought he was going to be someone that was a contender, but not the person. I thought like no, they after been... watching that that the, uh, the junior tag match, I thought like, Shingo's going to be the guy, and then Osprey. I thought Osprey was going to be evolved past that yeah. point in time, but like you're like no, nah, I'm going to stick around just a little bit, and then I'm a then I'm going to do it. I'm gonna, like I'm going to take. Take on both both tournaments so I can make sure that I win our De- most outstanding wrestler in the Observer in 2019. He's De- like, he's like, I'm making sure this is locked down. Despy is um he's he's one of the guys that they've really factored into mm-hmm. that whole rebuilding process. Last year when um Voices Wrestling did their uh their New Japan year end book, it was very telling that any tag loss that uh Suzuki Yun took for the juniors, it was never Desperado. It mm. was always Kenamaru. And if they ever won the guy who was getting the pinfall was always Desperado. He had an incredible Super Juniors tournament last year, and he was going to this year. He got injured in that death. Like who books a death match a few days with June Kasai a few days before? You know he got his jaw broken, so he wasn't wasn't able to be in this. But given the field, almost everyone who's knowledgeable on this was like Desperado is gonna be in the finals with Will Osprey, and he he was going to be. I'm I feel very very confident. So you on think that. that one of them would have knocked off uh, Shingo before then? No, well Shingo's another block. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. They were in the B block. Yeah. You're right. But, like, look at the guys that they brought in. El Fantasmo, they knocked it out of the park building. I'm not a fan of his, but they knocked it out of the park building him up as a star. 
They've done an incredible job. You know, Doki's a person that Desperado had to replace, right? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Okay, all right. Um, they, you know, bringing in uh, Robbie Eagles, and then all the other stars that are out there that you know, Jonathan Gresham, and you know, they've done an incredible job with showing yo. Like they've just they've killed it this year. Yeah, man. And then Shingo, obviously, and also you know, trying to highlight showing yo as separate because we were thinking like I thought they were gonna be one of those like tag teams that are like tag team for life. Like you will be evil and Sonata and like. We'll give Evil some shine. We'll give Sonata some shine. But ultimately, just like how we have Ishii trapped with the Never title and, and, uh, and, and Naito trapped with the Intercontinental title, y'all will be trapped at the hip together until like, you know, for like at least five years. But, uh, you know, they, they decided to like let them go out there and kind of shine. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see like, will show ever, I'm sorry, show or yell? Show and yell. No, it's a show or yo that has beef with that the huge beef with uh with uh Shingo. Show. 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 Like, will show ever get a W over Shingo? <laughs> that's 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 where, that's kinda where I'm at on that one. Like, like for me their their story, like as a individual goal, like I, I wanna see that eventually sometime. You know you know who else they did an incredible job revitalizing during this past tournament? Rocky Romero. Oh yeah. Like, no, almost like you almost forgot like that he's that uh, good a wrestler and yeah. he's that young like he's, he's not here, that old because he's out here managing and doing the tag shit and doing announcing and yeah so you're just like okay I guess he's like done like if not nah. he's like, I thought he's like okay he's a utility guy that's like because he speaks English and everything else like he's gonna he's gonna be like a great you know uh, teacher person that's gonna be in the company forever is like yeah he still is gonna be that but like by the way like let's go let's go out there and like let him go out there and get them five stars every so often so like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know I didn't know he could still do that I didn't especially when like you know he was doing Rapongi stuff with, with, with Beretta I never I didn't know he could reach and do that kind of stuff I didn't so this was that was a real uh, big revelation for my best super juniors. As far as this match goes, though, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I was. As far as this match goes, because we just saw an all-time classic yeah. best of the super junior finals just a few days ago. Yeah, how do you think this stacked up to this? Because it almost feels like this was on the same level, almost. It was. So I didn't see the whole uh, best of super junior final, but I saw this, and I thought it was like. The Champions League of professional wrestling, like it was just like this is like the wrestling of the of the highest quality and and just how fast it was and how explosive and athletic yeah. and it was just like the finishing sequence, Osprey's the way he puts moves together, get people out of there. This was this was brilliant. Like this was like this was Rich Ladder pro wrestling. Like yeah. <laughs> is is Will Osprey about to be the wrestler of the year? Yes. Yeah. yeah, like yeah. once once we found out like he's going to be in a G, once we like got the hint that like okay, I don't know if he is or not though. He, they can't not put him in the G one. They can't not. Do like, it. If they put Shingo in it, they gotta put Will exactly. In. And also like, are they? Um, they're going to um, England, right? Afterwards. Afterwards, okay. Yeah. Like they're still going. They're, they're still going to need like you know they always like talk about the Western expansion and all that stuff and talk about like. They're going to need some, bluntly, they're going to need some white boys to try to sell this show in Dallas. So, like, people people that would be inclined to go watch a New Japan show, when they see Will Ospreay is going to be in a G1 match, they'll show up, with the, on the, on the, be set in the semi-main or third from the top with Moxley. Like, they will be they will show up to the thing. Yeah. They, they did some incredible stuff in this match. The one spot where 
Will was draped over the uh, announcer's table in the barricade, yes. and Dragon Lee uh, suicide dived Miss- out. He missled Oh his my man. god. That was insane, but the one thing that I loved at the very, very end after all the insanity was that uh, Will Ospreay pulled out his finishing sequence that he had to pull out over Shingo just a few days prior, Yeah, which was, you know... Basically, couple check hook kicks, and then hitting him with the hidden blade, and then the top rope, uh, uh, Oz cutter, Oz cutter, and then finally the stormbreaker. And it's like, does this guy have the best finishing sequence of anybody ever in the history of wrestling? Because I would say <laughs> he might. Like it was, you knew it was a wrap. Yeah, yeah. No one's um, kicking out of that. I it, don't care who you are. Yeah, and like some of the stuff they did in that match were like. Freaking V triggers. It's like, like Dragon Lee is just so good. And you know, we talked about um, him and Bandito, Osprey and Bandito from um, uh, what was that? That was that Russell Concert Show. Yeah, last year. Yeah, or this year. And like, it's almost as if like, yeah, I I I know I'm not like I'm learning how to like try to figure out how to do this like lucha stuff, and like. Once he gets through the best Super Juniors, it's like, okay, I'm not going to put even more of this in there. And then, like, you also have someone like Dragon Lee who will do literally anything because he's crazy. And then they went out there. And honestly, for those two psychopaths, those two crazy people to have that match, like, especially after the match that followed it, like, it turned out to be kind of damn tame. Yeah. Like, it was incredible while watching it live. And then, like, you go out there and watch, like, like Naito and Ibushi try to murder each other. Um, he's like, okay, so maybe, maybe, like, maybe I was too harsh on them. Like, he still did some dumb shit here and there, but, like, it wasn't the dumbest thing I've ever, some of the dumbest <laughs> stuff I've ever seen. So, I went five and a quarter on, uh, the Osprey Dragon Lee match, so. Yeah. yeah, you know me, like, my whole thing is, like, five, uh, it, it's clearly five. If you want to go over five, that's on you, but for me, like, it's, it's the five-star deal. But, after that, boy, boy, it was on. <laughs> For the Intercontinental title, Tetsuya Naito wins the IWGP Intercontinental title from Kota Ibushi. Um, And these two kicked the holy shit out of each other. Yeah. The the crazy thing with this match was, like, for the first eight to nine minutes, it was like a 22-minute match. Like, the first eight to nine minutes, they were having a very different kind of match than the previous matches they yeah. had in their series yeah. it was a lot slower it was there was a lot more heelish tactics from naito a lot more heat mm-hmm. they weren't doing too many crazy things that it wasn't a fast pace and then suddenly the head drops started coming yeah it's almost as if the first eight minutes of the match served as the uh the palate cleanse and then they picked the pace and yeah. then if people were into it it's almost as if like if you book these top matches back to back to back like you go long so that you can get the crowd readjusted and reaffirmed, and then you wild, and then you bring it back up. As opposed to let's bring out these geeks that people don't care about to do some shit that doesn't matter, and then like try to get people to care again after you brought them, some, after you just threw some ice cold water on the, in yes. their face. So yeah, I, I I'm I'm exactly with you. Like they slowed it down, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, they start doing these high dangerous ass spots, and it's like yo, like someone's going to die here. Can we please stop this? Yeah, it was I scary. Remember, I remember the first time, the first time in the match where I was like, yo, this is crazy. They're going to hurt each other. They were doing but, some crazy stuff, but the first one that was real bad, where it really kicked off, was that apron spot, the German suplex. Well, there wasn't one right before then. They didn't. They'd done some other stuff. I felt but, like they did. That was the first were, real head okay. drop. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, and then that whole rest of the match, I'm sitting there like. 
why 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 are y'all continuing to do more the head dropping and, and and stuff? Why? Please stop. You're going. Someone's going to die. And then mercifully, no one did, and they finished the match. But I mean, I would I for me, I don't know about y'all, but like I would have gave it five stars too. Yeah, I, I went five point five on this one, and it was just like. I fucking loved it every yeah. second of the way. I, I was I enthralled. Five, but. That's y'all. <laughs> I was enthralled from their them striking each other. Yeah, uh, like head, like hand to hand, and of course, like the you know the the, the German suplex where he, he did it on the apron. That's gonna get people you know up my, in arms and everything yeah, like my, that. My, I don't care if people like take risks to have great matches. My question for you is this, right? Do you think he was trying to clip that edge that edge or what do you think they were trying to do? I think he was trying to. No, I think they messed up. I think they were I think what they were trying to do was from remember they were teasing that spot for a while, like as if somebody's gonna get German or sent into the ring post. Right. And then they got reverse flipped the other way and I thought that someone was gonna go to the floor. I thought that Abushi was was meant to go to the floor, which would have been even crazier but he instead like ends up clipping his head on the fucking uh, edge of the apron, and then he falls off. So I don't. I mean, because I mean, we saw this last year with uh with Osprey and and Scroll. It's like a scroll. Sorry, a scroll. Scroll. I type of stupid shit. But why? I don't understand why you need to. You feel the need to do. What? What? What in the world compels you to do such dumb shit? <laughs> I do think that they could have done all the spots where people got dropped on their heads. They could have done all those moves safer, and the match would have been just as good. Mm. Or how about this? You said it was a five-and-a-half-star match? Yeah. How about you don't do that dumb shit and you get yourself five stars? And like you'll be able to, you'll be able to remember everything in the match because you won't be concussed out of your brain. <laughs> yeah, it, it was scary. Like It was, it was scary for sure. I, like, I was like... It was, it was, I was freaking out. It was horrifying. Yeah. Yeah, and I think I think when, you know we went we were, we were all three we all read um the MSG show, and I think my favorite part about their match at MSG was the fact that no one tried to kill each other. I think I said that when we did the Hooter show, um mm-hmm. or the Suplex Mania. They had a good match or they had a great match, and the best part about it was they didn't try to kill each other. Yeah, it's almost like they heard that and like felt insulted that like they said James said that we didn't try to kill each other. Like, James Let's said we ain't to- bought it. You know, bro, please stop. Don't do this. Like, I want to watch you guys wrestle us for forever, for as long as possible. This was this short, this shit shortens careers. This shit was this was like a hell of a self match. It shortens careers. Don't stop. Please all, stop. All the head spots uh, aside, though, the actual story of the match, the actual you know fan investment, and then the closing sequences. Yeah. This was still just an incredible, incredible match. Oh. Every time these guys get together, it's an incredible match. Yes. And they have they knocked it out of the park again. And yeah. right now, for in ring product, this is the feud of the year in New Japan. Mm, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I yeah. mean, there, like, there's. I mean, there are other like heated programs, but for match quality, for the three matches that these guys have had in this calendar year, mm-hmm. nobody else's matches top it. Period. Yeah, I, I can, can tell you, Jay White and Tanahashi definitely and not. And Jay White and Okada, no, because they only got one that's on that, on yeah. that level. Yeah. Um, I loved it. 
can't recommend it enough. So. I, I mean, I, I, I thought it was a five star match, but like, I don't, I don't really have the interest to go see that joint again. And I mean, there are plenty of Ibushi matches that I, that I, they have that he does irresponsible, dangerous shit in. And same for Naito, who, you know, both neither one of these two care about their necks. But there are other matches that I would rather watch over on a replay than than these two that they've done. Like this one was like hell. Even their match from Messwar, I'd much rather watch that again than watch that because like that is not shit. Just like. It, it ain't worth it. It's just not. And like, say, no to dr- no, say no to drugs. Stop doing, <laughs> say no to neck bumps. I, I, personally, I personally liked their New Japan Cup match better than this match. Mm-hmm. And they actually did crazier stuff in that match. But it worked oh, out. Oh. It just happened to work out better where people got less hurt. In this case, it was very clear each time when they were getting dropped on their dome that they were getting all of it. And it was bad. But yeah, this... this Series has been incredible this year. So where do we see like those guys going? Like obviously, like no, Naito gets that white belt back on him, that albatross. Yeah. And Abushi's freed up now. If yeah. you're a Kota Abushi fan and and you're hoping that he main events the Tokyo Dome, do you it's feel it. good about this? There, yes. There was the argument to be made by many fans that the loser of this match might be headlining yes. Wrestle Kingdom and winning the G1. Yes. So the, the loser of this match was going to the front of the line. Absolutely. <laughs> Although against Tomohiro Ishii. Right? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It's still it's still really compelling because on the one hand you have Naito saddled with the IC belt once again, but he's been talking all year about how he wants to headline Wrestle Kingdom and challenge for the IWGP title while holding the IC belt and kind of do that thing. And there is obviously the two previous Wrestle Kingdoms that he's had against Okada. For the IWGP title where he's come up short, it does feel like for a while that they've been building to a third match between them, similar to like the Rock Austin, you know, WrestleMania series. But on the other hand, a lot has changed over the past year and Ibushi signed, Ibushi streaking, Ibushi is on the come up and it, a lot of people feel like it's his time. And so yeah. it is very interesting to see what they wind up doing when, when this is all said and done. But my prediction, either way, these two guys are gonna probably be at the top of the uh, the point leader charts when G one comes around. They're gonna be in those final. Yeah, they're nights. both. Yeah, they're both block finalists. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you can easily if if Naito does come up short, you can easily do the thing where it's like this was his goal, this was his aim, this was his dream, but then he doesn't win the G one, so it doesn't end up happening for him. And there's always next year. Well, I don't know. We're getting to a point where there might not. There's not always next year for Naito anymore. Yeah, it is getting to the point where like. For what they've built up and what they failed to deliver on, if they don't deliver on it soon, there is not going to always be next year. Yeah, he's true. getting very close to being the permanent IC champion, IC Nakamura role, where he will never be the the IWGP champion. With and, and, I, and me and Josh actually talked about this because, like, you look around the rest of New Japan, it's like Osprey's coming, Ibushi's here. Yep, they're going to keep putting resources into Jay White. They're mm-hmm. going to like. You know, Okada, he's not going anywhere. Like, so... They just brought in Moxley. Moxley's around. Shingo. Shingo Yeah, but I don't, think actually, I don't think they'll actually build up Moxley or uh, Jericho, though. That is, that, I mean, they're, they're in there for title matches because, like, they're matches that will draw. I don't think, like, they're actually going to make them the champions. It's just that these are guys that like, are... You have, to commit to New, you have to commit to New Japan to actually, you know, full-time to actually uh, get that. Yeah. The one thing I will say, though... Uh, you know, for all the arguments about all those guys in the come up and how much people are behind them, no matter what happens, every night, and it was the same on this show, when Naito comes out, he gets the loudest reception. 
he is still one of, if not the most over guy in New Japan. No argument against me. I yeah, I mean, yes, you're good. Right. Uh, and I, I, I thought that he should have. I thought he should have won um, Wrestle Kingdom 12 main event, but it didn't happen. Yeah, they um, they certainly uh, hasn't affected their business one bit. So, but then again, with me saying that, there was a time where we were saying the exact same things about Nakamura. He's the most popular guy. He's the yeah. most overstar in the company. But that, that that's not for you, baby. Yeah, that's not for you. Um, and then we got our main event of the evening: Kazushka Okada defeating Chris Jericho to retain the IWGP Championship. I like this match a lot more than these two guys. Um, Whoa! Why why are you starting it off that way? Like like he can't even want to, and then we're gonna be like, yeah, we thought it was three and a half, and then be like, oh, so what did Rich think it was? Yeah, go ahead, Rich. I thought it was a four. Okay. Okay. So it's a good match. So um, yeah, uh, they it was a really um. Good match. That went forty. It went thirty minutes or twenty five. Twenty five. It went twenty five forty five. It looks like. So, um, what did you guys like think about this match? And then Jericho's like you know emergence around New Japan, and of course Jericho has like the energy around him right now from AEW. Mm-hmm. And the finish of the match, we all pointed out immediately. We hopped on Twitter, and you know everyone else seems to have uh, did it too. They did the same finish of Dominion last year in the first fall with Kenny and Okada. And I wonder if that was in like by design. Um, uh, absolutely, like, it's to say, like that, it's to say that Jer- it's to say that Jericho and Kenny are on the same level, right? Yeah. Right. I I think that there was a lot of things that were good about the match. There's some things that maybe detracted from the match. On the one hand, Jericho was at his all time entertaining like self. Like he was so entertaining in this match. He popped me all over the match. Wrestle Kingdom 12, Jericho. Showed yeah, up. he yeah. did a lot of really really like great, just character driven things throughout the match. However, at the same time, um, sometimes throughout the match, I kind of felt like some of the antics were to like diminishing returns a little bit. Like it didn't have that same uh, unique freshness that we like when it was the first time he ever did that right, stuff. Right, right. You know. Um, another thing though is that all throughout he, the match, he didn't whoop Red Shoes' uh, son. So look, yeah. at, look at your kid. Look <laughs> at your kid. Um, Okada was very much. They they definitely did what. And James mentioned this during the match, and I was thinking the same thing. Very much like an early 2000s WWF, like heavyweight, <laughs> like title main event yep. style match. Yep. Um, Jericho was in control for the majority of the match, and you very rarely saw Okada get much offense. And when he would, Jericho pretty much caught, like, cut him off a lot of the time. And I do think the match maybe just slightly um, was held down by the fact that they weren't able to do all the no DQ even though they did some stuff yeah. they didn't have as much no DQ stuff that Jericho matches have been been known for in the past and that might have also detracted from yeah. it just slightly I think I think that I think that'll be helped in a future match because it will be earned that it's a no DQ match um, because of beating that he put on him um, I think for me I think I would have enjoyed the match probably as much as you would as much as you did if like there was more leg work to explain like the the, the in and out of, I think it was three different times he slapped on the uh, the ring, or not the ring, maker, my God. The, the Walls Lions, of Jericho? The Lions, yeah, Lion Tamer. Yeah, Walls of Jericho, Lion Tamer, whatever, Boston Crab, whatever the hell you want to call it. Um, I feel like that would have that would have made me buy into the third time he did it, like, oh my God, this is really the finish. Like, as opposed to, like, no. <laughs> no, well, he's not, not going to chat it, man. I, I wouldn't, I, you know, but, you know, there's this, it was a well-wrestled match, but that's not the story they were going for that at that time. Um, and also that sounds like real American. I mean, be like, work the leg, work the leg more. 
uh, especially when I'm out here like it's also hypocritical and I'm like dude I'm had a, I am sick to fucking death of Seth Rollins selling his knee <laughs> and, decide, and, not, and decided not to sell his knee like in a matter of a split second so yeah well, like, well Jericho was working the head Yes, oh my God. he was working yes, the head. Yes, shit. working the oh head. Oh, my God. Um, you, you, you let them know about okay. the head Okay, so, shit. you know, <laughs> when, when you watch matches, you can see, oh, somebody's working a limb. Like, like limb, uh, you know, movement. if you ever played the video games, like limb attacks. So, throughout this match, Jericho showed a, a consistent... elbows to the back of uh, Okada's head. And... A consistent dedication to working the head. To working the skull, attacking the Abdullah Ablungata, whatever that shit is called. He, he, was, he was weakening his temples because we all know that Jericho's new finisher, his devastating finisher, the Judas Effect elbow, yes. was in play. So he had, to, he had to soften this man up to make sure that his finisher was more effective. So he right. worked the head all throughout the match. So, 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 so kind of somehow got the win while having red on the body part <laughs> on the head region. He somehow was able to work his way through it. You know, I, I will add on to your theory that he was working the head. <laughs> I will add on to it. when It's not a theory when, when Okada, it actually happened. <laughs> when Okada did his typical dive over the gate outside, and Jericho hits the Cobreaker. It was a botch, but he actually ends up giving him uh, the Cobreaker to his chest. Yeah. And Commentary put over there, he was working over the chest. In theory, you could say that... Uh, he he just did that because like he actually really wanted to work over the head like, with fists or whatever else. And, but I, I'm sorry, I, like I understand what y'all are saying. Like yes, head brain or drain damage. I understand the drain damage, but um, I'm I'm joking about you have brain damage. I caught it. I'm gonna say if you say okay, if you look at me like what? <laughs> no, <laughs> is James not how to talk now? So anyway, yeah, I, I I get that, but for me it was just like. He's just beating them up. That's all it is. Y'all, y'all, y'all are just making it being funny. And I'm just like, y'all don't make it hard for me to enjoy this match. Well, y'all are being jack, jackasses. Th- this match was really good. A couple things also that I think might... I think the fact that it was a, a dream match worked in its favor. But at the same time, there was never a physical interaction between these two guys prior to the match leading up to it. Mm-hmm. So it didn't feel like there was a lot of heat from the crowd right, right. for the match. It felt like... People were pro Okada, and at some points they were pro Y two J. They were chanting Y two J. He was over, and, and he was doing his best to try to corral them back into. It was almost like reminding you of the times when he was in two thousand sixteen when he wrestled with Reigns and his aroma. And he'd just be like, "All right, like y'all cheering me, but I need y'all to like to do what I need y'all to do." So he, you know, he got up and did a smirking thing. He tried to do the, the Okada. He did the uh, he tried to do the Okada. That was thing. hilarious. Yes, and then, you know the whole thing. He turns it into middle fingers or whatever else. Like he was trying to do, but I don't know how like. Because so many fucking wrestlers in, in Japan do the middle fingers. And, like, that is not a... To my knowledge, that is not a uh, a universal thing. Mm-hmm. Or it's not a universal uh, thing. They know what it is. No, they know what it is. Yeah. But, like, that's not... A, the, like, fuck isn't a curse word. It was like, you know, like, I'll watch Stardom and I'll see, you know, like, constantly, you know, Konami. F- fuck you, Watanabe, fuck QQ and all this stuff. So, like, that... Like they uh, they get it, but like it don't feel the same way. Like it don't hit the same. What? Mm-hmm. So like they they find it where it should be like dastardly or whatever else. It's like it's really like oh that's amusing. Like <laughs> like look at look at Jericho losing his damn mind throwing chairs around. One other thing too with the match, if you noticed throughout it all, the person who was calling the match was Jericho, 
And in many of like Okada's great matches, he is the one that's dictating every everything. He's the one that's calling the match, and the, the other guy's working up to his yeah. level and his pace. Yeah, he's and trying to he's trying to learn how to work uh, WWE style just in case. It, <laughs> you know, you know, put this in my back pocket just in case. It, it did feel like Jericho was dictating the pace and kind of calling it. And then at the very very end, you were kind of hoping for one of those classic like reversals Finishes. and the finishing sequences yeah. and they started to kind of do that but I don't know if if Jericho can still kind of pull that out on that level to some of the other younger workers maybe that's not his like specialty at this point and then when the finish did come it kind of came a little bit flatly mm-hmm. what did you think Rich? I thought like when I saw the finish I was like oh this is the finish yeah. and then I, I immediately flashed back to Dominion last year yeah. so I liked it but when I saw it, I was like, oh, because there was no Rainmaker. I thought it was, I thought it was anticlimactic. Right. Like, I mean, I, I got, there is I got never the a finish. Rainmaker. Like, I got the finish, but, like, to me, it was like the second happened, and the second he popped, it was like, oh, they're going to do a rematch. Like, there was. Like, that's exactly right. what I thought. I mean, my immediate thoughts is once that slide finished, like, rematch. Not, not like chapter one, but, like, this is an American version of chapter one as opposed to, like, we're in New Japan. I want the New Japan version right. of chapter one. And it's like, whatever. Whatever. I mean, it's also you know, it's also politics and play of like this AEW guy also. So yes, right. yes, kind there's of there's a lot of yeah. He can't be out here doing like he's about to he's about to bec- we all know he's about to become the AEW first ever day. AEW you would think he can't be yo dude. They do have page. Jesus Christ. But we all know where he's headed. Where he's headed. So like he kind of has to protect himself. Like that's the policy of the game. And like um, if you're somebody that thinks politics be damned, like it's a New Japan show, you do New Japan. I understand your frustration with it, or whatever else. But for me, it's like they gave me a, they gave me a good enough match. They gave me a good enough match. They gave so, me a unique match that I wanted to see for a while. Yeah, right. And then at the end, in they the post match, another match I want to see. Exactly. Yeah. So, think about this though. It was real American. That's all. I mean, that's, that's what I can put it. It's Jer- real American. If Jericho's gonna be the next champion over there, he can't land his finish and have Okada kick out. Right. But on the right. flip side, right. Okada can't hit him with his finish right. and have him kick out right. if he's going to be the AEW champion. So there's some politics put involved in this. Yep. Yeah. And, and I, w- I would encourage people to, as you receive this match, if you haven't seen it yet, consider those things. But um, I mean, I will say this, right? It was entertaining. It depends, it depends on the amount of goodwill you have with whatever company. Like, if you're somebody that feels like I have ex- extended goodwill to a company and they have burned me over and over and over, therefore I'm less likely to give them that. Then I understand your frustration and your right to be frustrated with whatever else. If you're somebody that feels like, look, man, this is the first one they've ever fucked me on, or one of the few ones they ever fucked me on, and you're willing to cut them slack, you're willing to cut them slack. I mean, because ultimately, we're willing. People are willing to forgive, or, or me particularly, I'm willing to forgive in WWE, for example, a bad storyline. They give me a kick-ass match, like AJ Styles, Seth Rollins. Okay, mm-hmm. all right, you gave me a bad storyline for a month, or six months, six weeks or whatever else, give me a ass match. Alright, I'll look I'll look back on that match fondly and say and pretend that should never exist. Same way I same way that in our Observer Awards in two thousand sixteen, Sasha versus Charlotte, one feud of the year, even though it was a bad feud. It was just the matches were kick ass, so alright, whatever. Yeah. But one other thing too is like we are used to a lot of main events in New Japan delivering to a certain right. level, of course. Right. I don't think this quite reached that level. I agree. But not every single main event has to be, you know, four and three quarters, five stars. This wasn't that, but the match was really good on a good show with a lot of great matches. And it gave us, it delivered, to me it still delivered. Even though it wasn't like 
you know, from the technical, it wasn't a five-star match. Right. I still thought it was a great main event. And so, for that point, like, I wouldn't, I wasn't complaining about the match at all. I think it's a I good I think match. there was, like, some, some negative reception, like, in the building to, like, and I could see there's a lot oh, of they energy. Got, they, they, they got themselves, I mean, the, I mean, it was a clean finish, but, like, it was a clean finish, but for that crowd and, yeah. and, that, and that post-match... That is not what they expect. Yeah. I think the post match is what left me feeling dejected. We should talk about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, so um, in the post match, uh, Jericho got a chair, ended up laying Okada out, beating his ass all around the ring. Uh, there was a table that was set up during the match. Ironically, like uh, it never got used. Like it never yeah. got used. Ironically, like the um, match last year. Then uh, they get to that, and it looks like he's gonna power bomb Okada <laughs> through the table, and all of a sudden you flash. Like, you can see Tanahashi on the left, and immediately I was like, oh my god, Tanahashi's about to jump the gate, and then he jumps the gate, and he saves Okada, and essentially, uh, Tanahashi uh, Jericho program seems to be started, because we figured that, of course, Jericho wants to go all around, like, the top, um, you know, of the loop, essentially, in New Japan. Is, question, is he going to end up fresh enough by the time he gets to the end or whatever of whatever loop he's on in New um, Japan. For in New Japan, yes, because there's only because he's only gonna be there for only the big shows, brother. And like, he'll be in America, um, and maybe you'll be tired. Of, I don't think he'll be tired of him because like he's gonna like his match. His match with Kenny was damn good. Like, yeah, was it like I, I'd probably get it four and a quarter. So, um, I. I think he'll be fine. Um, and also, you know, he's not going to be working at TV every single week. Like, he's going to be on there here and there. Um, he's going to be a champion. Um, and he's going to be he's gonna be able to not overexpose himself. And he's smart enough to know how not to yeah. overexpose himself. So they, they started to, um, you know, went with Tanahashi coming out, making the save for his uh, his partner in the Mega Aces. <laughs> um, what did they actually call themselves? They don't have a name. Okay. Uh, that's that's something we've been. That's, that's what everyone calls me. Yeah. No, not everybody. Just literally my podcast. No one else does it. It's just <laughs> okay. us. Yeah, just you. Sure. Invented it. Yeah. Like I wanted to catch on. I wish everyone would call him that, but it, it, I don't think it really has caught on anywhere. Yeah. But you know, Tanahashi came out, made the save. By the way, Tanahashi did not look good. He was struggling. You know what he looked like? That man looked like in, Charlotte in, when, he, in when rip, she was doing the shuffle. He's stupid. Like in, in retrospect, you know what, she, what he really looked like? He looked like an old guy that got that got run at the park and sat down, and his muscles got cold. Damn. Ooh. And so he had to get back up, and he, and, it, and, it, and he was just cold. So like, yeah. that's why he looked stiff. And I remember watching. I was like, he looks bad. And like now, think about it. It's like, oh yeah, that's that's what, that's what really happened to him. Like that man was sitting there doing that announcing. I was taking a shower. It was cold or whatever, and his muscles were warm. And he told him, go out there and go go do some more. We'll and he's like, I mean, I can, but yeah, it, you know, the the crowd really popped when he jumped over. Right. But then there wasn't it wasn't a good interaction, so there wasn't a lot of heat for it yeah, or cause, anything like that because there was no payoff. It was like Jerry was like. Oh shit, Ace coming and got out. Got the fuck out and died. Like, nah, no thank you. No smoke. I, I think obviously we're building towards a potential Jericho and um, Tanahashi, Tanahashi yeah. match. But what didn't you like? Like, like you said, you had that that feeling. Like, I, I want to explore that a little. Right. Bit. Well, the champion won the belt and then got his ass whooped in the end. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what, what what I didn't like about it was that we went off the air feeling dejected because the heel got his heat back, but then. Once they gave the the payoff to that with Tanahashi, they barely touched. 
Tanahashi didn't look good. Jericho didn't look good. Jericho kind of left. The crowd seemed confused. New Japan because they're, they're not used to being fucked with like we are. Yeah. New Japan does do things like yes, absolutely, this, and but, there's a lot of like instances of it. But when they do it, it's always done very well. And in this case, it was not done well. And then they just went off the air. So that was part of it. But I think the thing with Jericho is like Jericho probably told him like it. it I think you guys are saying like we're gonna see another you know. Uh, Okada Jericho match, and I'm thinking. I don't think we are. I think we are. I think we are, but if we are, it's going to be in the in the tradition of New Japan where they give us uh, rematches way later. Uh-huh. Like it's not going to be this yeah. year. And I think. Oh Jer- yeah, it's definitely happening like next year. Like I think I think um, that might be a freaking like um, was it uh oh my god where are they normally um not Long Beach. I think I think it's gonna be safe for like Long Beach or something, or maybe it could be anywhere. Long Beach yeah. or like the begin, like after was it a, not not New Beginning? Yeah, maybe New Beginning. Who who the fuck knows? But like with with the whole thing, Jericho's like, okay, I'll do the job, but if I do the job, I'm not taking the, the Rainmaker, and then I'm getting my heat back, and I'm gonna stand tall at the end of the show. Yeah. That's the only way I can do this. And they said yes. Yeah. And so that's what happened here. And he was like, "Oh, I'm doing you guys a favor because I'm I'm giving you two new matches for down the road." But the crowd, like, it just wasn't a good way to, to end Dominion. Yeah. It felt okay. So remember, um, SummerSlam, uh, last year. Yeah. How um, people had built in their minds that like Vince is going to go all the way with with Daniel Bryan and Miz, and ultimately, Vince you got was the heel. They had brass knuckles punched punched the baby face in the mouth and pinned him, and we all felt like that was cheap. Man, I forgot about that shit. This, this was a cheap. Like we understand the politics at play. We yeah. discuss, we just we discussed them um, at, at a bit of a length um, previously on the show that we're doing right now. Like you have that at play, and we understand it. But like if you're a crowd and you and you watch New Japan and you always know like there's a payoff coming, like you know that like the payoff. You're gonna get won't be for months from now. Yeah. So like, in a way that feels to you cheap, and that to me it felt cheap too. As someone that only purchased into their big shows, like I won't see this shit until literally the dome. One of these dome shows is when I get one of them, and then the next one might be who the hell knows. Maybe they come to maybe they come to Tampa and do the Sun Dome or whatever else <laughs> um, in, in WrestleMania April. weekend. Yeah, yeah, in April. Like that's a, that's a long way out. Like those, right. that's over six months from now. Yeah, and I. So Look, I understand it. Yeah, looking at it, there I think there's some uh, energy around Jericho right now, and there's a lot of conversations being had uh, about his presence in the wrestling world. Sure. And it's going to be uh, interesting as this evolves. I think he has to be extremely careful of not overexposing himself and, yep. and his style that he's doing right now. Yep. Because I see it being not for everybody. Yeah, and I think that... Um, I think that... Now that you have the first Omega match out, or the second Omega match out the way, and you have um, this first Okada match out the way, like the next time those guys rush each other, you finally get Jericho's rules. Like, forget the, oh, you know, like he pulls out a table or he pulls out some weaponry and whatever else. Meanwhile, like it's a straight rules match. Like, it's actually going to go into it. Like, these next matches you see between Omega or Okada are going to be like, nah, the story's there. Like, like, He's gonna to want to whoop your ass, get retribution for what you did to him. So, or both of them are gonna want retribution for what they, what Jericho did to them. So, like, it's on now. Like, he's gonna be back to like, you know, brawling outside in the arena, all around, and you know, 
<laughs> Okada, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Omega's crazy ass uh, doing dives to, to uh, tables and stuff. So, like, I think that's where we're, we're headed back on it. If we get that mixed with, like, the effort that Jericho puts into just being a charismatic baddie, like, in these matches, these big pro high profile matches, like, we can recapture that magic that we saw, like, from Russell Kingdom 12 and um, Russell Kingdom this year. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he, he cut a promo on Tanahashi at the end. He called Japan a bullshit country and called Okada a bitch. Um, he called he, Tanahashi Bakahashi. Bakahashi, whatever that is. That's a curse word. Um, he grabbed some of the confetti money and put it in his crotch, and that was disgusting. And then rubbed it into the camera. Yes. That's pretty funny, actually. Yeah, I, that, that was like Tupac spitting in the camera level. No, no, no. People, when they do the Tupac, it's actually kind of like humorous cause of the, uh, because of the reference. But I don't know that reference at all. Nah, Chief. You, you, nah, I don't. I, you keep that cheese in your shorts. No, thank you. No, thank you. Uh, so, yeah. Harold may be like, bro, this is, this is an $8,000 camera. <laughs> I can't use it no more. <laughs> either, either way, like, the match is still pretty much delivered. But this is a really newsworthy show. A lot of, like, big reveals. Yes. A lot of, yeah. like, yes. new storylines. And, like, I'm very excited for Kazuna Road and excited for the G1 coming up. Yeah, man. Um, it, when I saw the card on paper, I was like, hmm, that's a little different. Because then you, you're seeing Kojima in a singles match. Right, right. You're seeing a lot of those tag matches that ended up, what I felt like, could have been just road two matches. Um, but the top of the card was class. And like it normal. was Yeah, like, <laughs> like normal. normal. <laughs> and, you know, overall, like, you know, it's Dominion. So, and when you couple that with what they just gave us, you know, a couple days ago with Best Super Juniors, Super Junior. it felt like they kind of like split what felt. Yeah, it, it should have been like like it felt like you could have took a couple of those matches off the Best Super Junior Finals, put them on Dominion, and had the more epic cards. So it was like they did a two night show. They, they could have. It's just that they had that very ambitious. You right. know, we want to sell out Sumo Hall as well. A couple days later, which is like almost they didn't. They came close, but they did well. So you know. That could have gone really wrong. Mm-hmm. With them headlining Best Super Juniors, which isn't known to be a big drawing card, that could have gone really wrong. So they, they made the best business decision they possibly could have. But like overall, as a wrestling fan, getting those two cards back-to-back yeah. is awesome. It's yeah. like consuming both of those? Oh, yeah. Like, it's that's, it's that's different when you get... I don't like when they split these cards and you get like, you know, uh, New Beginning this week and then three weeks later, New Beginning this week. You know, <laughs> like, that's not as yeah. good. But when you get these three days apart... I, I can I you know I can rock with that it's yeah. fine. So, okay, so just keep it in my head. Uh, London is after G one. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's in August. It's uh, August thirty first. Okay. So the state but, of New Japan, Josh, like, is it in good shape? It's right in now? good shape. One thing we forgot to mention: after Will Osprey won his match, he challenged uh, Robbie Eagles. To challenge him for the title at uh, Australia. the Australia show, so we've got Kazuna Road and the uh, you know Super Show. What was it? Aussie Show, Southern you Showdown. Might say Super Showdown. Well, it, it's called like Crown su- it's called Southern Jewel. Showdown. I believe. It's, su- Southern it's, su- Showdown? it's Southern Showdown. Yeah, Southern yeah. Showdown. Yikes! But it was it was called Southern Showdown before, before that. Super Showdown yeah. was a thing. Well, before they you, you sure they ran yes. it back. When was the first? Uh, like uh, in January. Southern, what was it? No, the Southern Showdown. Like in January, they had it. Of this year? Yeah. Okay, well, Super Showdown was in Australia in October of two th- of last year. 
But I don't think they knew that WWE was going to reuse the name, is what I mean. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I got you. I got you. But yeah, so I mean, we got the, the Australia tour coming up. We got Kazuna Road, and then we got G1 heading into the you know last quarter of the year. So, so. How, do you, how do you feel about them as far as like their ambition into basically you know, these Western uh, spots? Like, Night One and G1 is going to be in Dallas. Um, and it's a continue. It's more continuation of what they've done in you know California throughout uh, the last couple of years. Well, um, and then you have now they're going to London for this show after, and now they're in Australia. Like, what is your what is your outlook, or what is your outlook on um, how well these shows are going to do? Do you think they do you think they like? Um, do you think they basically are too far over their skis, or, or I, what? I don't. Um, when it comes to the you know, non-U.S. markets. So, like, mm-hmm. they've never... they've In the past, they've only run shows in conjunction with RevPro, and they've always done very well. The show that they're running um, on August 31st, sorry, sold 5,000 tickets, which is really laughable because... I don't know. Did you hear about that, James, the whole thing with WWE? Isn't that the same night? Uh, Cardiff, Cardiff and also uh, uh, All Out, right? Yeah, but did you hear about the Spy rumor? No. Okay, so uh, friends of uh, our podcast, Super Jcast, they said that they had heard a report that basically one of the ticket distributors that uh, New Japan was using had a spy that was communicating with WWE and told them that they, they'd only sold 2,000 tickets, which yes. would have been a failure for them. So then WWE basically made the decision, like, they saw money on the table. They're like, oh, we're going to run the Cardiff Wales show on the same day not knowing that New Japan actually uses two ticket distributors and that they actually are almost sold out and that they, at the time that that report was going out that they've actually got 5,000 tickets sold. And at the same time, WWE decided to run in Cardiff, Wales the same weekend as a huge rugby like World Cup match qualifier. And so the ticket or the, uh, the hotel prices in Wales are extremely high. Uh, pretty much the entire city is going to be going to the rugby game which pretty much spells not good Doom. for them. Doom. And, you know, with the UK not being, even though it's a hot market, it's all relative. It's it's a hot indie market. They've already had a lot of issues with NXT UK drawing in different markets. Right. So now, tapings, yeah. yeah, so th- it's kind of just laughable, the situation that they've gotten themselves into. But So how much of that do you actually believe, though? I mean, I believe it. Okay. I mean, no, I mean either way, it causes nothing. It's like... Oh, they lo- Oh, they tried to. You know, they tried to uh, come in. And, re- regardless know. of whether it, there was it, actually a spy or not, like the fact that they tried to run on the same day, yeah, yeah. It, it's not a good look for them. Yeah. And then, um, so it is. It's good news for New Japan that they're running their first like solo show in the UK, and they're they they're pretty much out drawing almost every major show that has run in the UK in the last few years. That's non WWE. Well, I mean, how much of that is you know like they've. You know, not as much as I'd like with Osprey, but how much of that is like they've done a lot of heavy lifting um, over the last two years with Osprey and Zach Saber. With Osprey, they built up uh, Saber last year when he won um, when he won uh, Super, or the, the New Japan Cup, um, and then you also have the Rev Pro guy, the people that do Rev Pro like Ishi, like like Suzuki. Like, how much of that do you think is like? Yes, New Japan is coming, but we also have these guys that like that these people know and have seen and have yeah, been champions. That's and exactly what it on is. Their own land and have seen these guys when they go to Rev Pro and they've done these, uh, you know, 
different tours with RepPro. Mm-hmm. They actually give them better cards than they have to the U.S. fans. Um, they've done major shows with Tanahashi, major shows with Okada, major shows with Suzuki and different guys that are Ishii that are super, super over over there. Mm-hmm. They they definitely have a uh, an in in that market in a way where like the Japanese talent is way more over in the UK than they are in the US. And then as far as the Australia shows, last year's tour was a resounding success, which w- they didn't know how that would go. Mm-hmm. And from the reports right now, the ticket sales are doing very, very, very well. Okay. I think with the U.S., though, it's it's a little more precarious because they did lose all of the elite guys, yep, which is that, hurts. that really, really hurt them. Plus all the blunders that happened earlier this past year with the visas and all that. Yeah. Plus they had oh, a, that, that was for that was for the Charlotte show, right? That was for the entire tour. They had I thought it was Nashville, just for the Charlotte show. Charlotte, Nashville, and over in because LA. I remember they were. In, I thought wait, I thought all the LA people came in. I thought it was just Charlotte, and Nashville that didn't have the. They'd already sold out the LA. Show no, they didn't. They didn't. They never were able to bring in Japanese talent for the whole tour. Yeah. But they had actually okay. sold out the tickets for two of those shows already, based on the assumptions. And then it, okay. it, it was a blunder. Um, obviously, I think the Mass Square Garden show helped a lot, but I think some of the stuff happening with Ring of Honor, just by association, probably hurts them a bit too. Probably. Um, but at the same time, they went through a huge change in management in the past year, and from the reports, you know, the team that's handling the U.S. expansion. Is very different from who'd been handling it previously. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we still ain't getting these cars though. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you, like, you might want to get these cars out to us. So, so far, honestly, the ticket sales for the G1 have been very, very, very underwhelming. And I think they're hoping that with bringing in these new stars, especially signing a guy like Moxley and the you know popularity that's brewing with AEW. And even though they're not the same company, they're not partnered, but just by proximity, that former relationship with all the different talent, mm-hmm. I think that helps them quite a bit. So hopefully this G, this first night at G1 will be more successful than it seems like it's going to be right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got more cause for concern for their U.S. expansion than I do for these the other markets. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, man, uh, I think that's a good place to wrap it up uh, this week here for One Nation Radio. Uh, Josh, thanks for joining us and uh, all that. And James, anything to add before we roll up out of here today? No, I mean, I think it was a really good episode of Keeping It One Nation. So, I, mean, I, think, <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think this turned out uh, very well. So, yeah, um, nothing else. I mean, um, let's see. So, what else is next? Um, what's the next? What's the next big wrestling show? now fighter don't say fight god damn it yeah it is fighter fest i mean unless you want to talk about stomping grounds which is like rematch of mania from um crown jewel what is that or excuse me super showdown crown jewel 23rd maybe oh so it's like three weeks away 23rd maybe and they did um announce a bunch of those matches they got a rematch for uh for the universal title Seth Rollins and Baron Corbin. Cage match between Kofi Kingston and Dolph Ziggler now. Um, they also I thought it was going to be a triple threat match for Owens. No? That's probably mm. Extreme Rules. Oh, that okay. is Extreme okay. Rules. Okay. Um, they've also got Bailey and Alexa. Becky and Lacey. Lacey. Reigns and McIntyre. Yeah. They, they they made Roman Reigns do a job for Shaman Man. I'll never understand that. But, um, yeah, make sure you guys are checking out the rest of the shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Of course, Sunday is One Nation Radio. Um, we've got Keeping It Strong Style with Josh and Jeremy. 
Uh, we've also got the Ricky and Clive wrestling show. We've got grown men watch this shit every other Wednesday. We've got NXT, then now forever. We've got Get in the Ring. We've also got All Things Elite with Floyd Johnson on the weekends, like usually Saturdays. So uh, make sure you guys are supporting the network. Give us those ratings. As Bomani Jones would say, five, give us five stars. If you give us four stars, we're inclined to thank your haters. And uh, yeah. Check out Josh on uh, Keeping It Strong Style on yeah. Tuesday. If, doing his second review. Doing his second yeah. review. If, going if, through if, it again. If you guys enjoyed this show and you know you want to get more into New Japan, we cover New Japan Pro Wrestling every single Tuesday. We drop our show right here on this network, um, and we not only talk about you know show reviews, but we do you know we talk about history, we talk about the ongoing stories, the, all the latest and the news. This week we will not only just be reviewing. Uh, Dominion, but we'll also be giving our grades and final reviews on the Best of Super Juniors uh, tournament, as well as doing a final review on um, the Best Super Junior final. We'll also be doing our Wrestler of the Month and Match of the Month for the month of May. So it's going to be a big episode, so definitely check that out. And you can follow us at KI Strong Style. We drop every Tuesday. Um, you can join us on the Wrestling Squared Circle, uh, part of the, our Facebook group. And on Reddit, I'm uh, keeping a strong style. My co-host Jeremy is the pro black guy. Okay. Yeah, man. Actually, no, he's Jeremy. He's Jeremy L. Donovan on his uh, Twitter now. I, I said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I said well, on, on, Reddit. on Reddit. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So okay. on Reddit, the reason why I laughed at the reason why I laughed at you is because uh, one, you got your plugs in. That's fine. Shameless that, that's plugs. Not, that's not what I was laughing. at. I was laughing at the fact that like you you told them like yeah like basically what you're doing is is doing what WWE does like okay so we had a match. So let's do the same match again, except like let's add a step. Like so, so like you, this is, so like yeah, we're doing we're gonna I'm gonna do another Dominion review, except we're gonna do like the best Super Juniors some, some stuff on that, some quick stuff. Look, some quick stuff on like Wrestler of the Month or whatever else. I'm just like, you could have been a promoter, Josh. You could have been a, you could have been a promoter. But not only that, there's more. <laughs> so are we gonna find out who won the bracket? Too, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're also gonna be announcing. Yeah, you want to help? <laughs> we're gonna be, we're gonna be announcing our winner of the uh, best Super Juniors if, pick'em. If, if I won this shit with a gimmick bracket, as I mentioned, y'all will never hear. I, the end I of can it. tell you right now, you did not win. Uh, I don't know if you won. You, you might have. Who knows? I don't know if I picked Shingo. I, I might have. So but, that might have, that might have doomed me. But end. you know, our, our my co-host Jeremy, he's not here. You get, you guys get to hear his hot takes, and he's awesome. So definitely check us out. Yeah, man. Um, that's going to wrap it up. We will holler at y'all. Peace. Peace. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.